You ready? No, I wasn't ready. You're not ready. I'm not ready. No, I'm ready. Wait a minute. Okay. Let me start over. Ready? Five, three, two, one. Ready. Contact. Ready. Contact. Let's go. Are we live? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does this to us. What? He does that to us. He just likes to do that to us. Well, we have to start the show with some abuse for Job. Let's start the show. Shall we start the show? Sure. Let's start the show. It's 35. It's 36. Oh, 36. Damn, I you got just it. said it. I know. That's okay. He's he's old. That intelligence thing. Synapses. It can definitely drop to the floor, <laughs> can it? Especially as you get older. I've got to say that this, when Don Juan talks about, you know, that old age is an enemy, you're kind of like, to anybody young, that's abstract as shit. It's like, what does that mean? You get well, wait till you get old. You'll know exactly what it fucking means. And it's weird. It's like there's this thing that happens where something is attacking your cognition. Right? It, it, it's like an energetic is gone. Don't remember. You've been here too long. <laughs> don't remember. It's time to get you out of here. So it starts to do this thing around you. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, maybe it's just bullshit. But anyway you get this kind of it wants to lock you into a pattern wants to lock you into there's nothing left for you to do oh wants to lock you into this place of uh being um what's the word complacent content fucking useful yeah okay all right and it's weird because i see the old guys who have this go on and they're just curmudgeoning as hell but the other thing that happens is uh your ability to remember things goes out the fucking window right you know and it's like Okay, I mean, I it's it's amazing that I don't just sit here and stumble on my words for three hours every time we fucking do this. But it's weird. It's like you can fight back, you know. And it's like yeah, you can fight back with with you know um, supplements for sure. Right. But you can fight back energetically too. And it's weird. It's like mm-hmm. you have to maintain the level of power you wish to have in the world, no matter your age, right? But it's you that has to do that. There's nothing that's going to do it for you. But if you you just go up against it, and it's like. It's like pushing life force into clearing just the the calcium of getting old, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, that build up around glands that makes things not work. So the pituitary gland. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. an important one. Yeah. And the other thing that, you know, is good for that is the, the dieta work. Because it's just, it it resets. Right? It's like, you know, you look at these guys down there. They may be 75, 80. They're healthier than most of the 30-year-olds I know here. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're fine. They're, you know, they're not doing anything, you know, they're not, definitely not doing yoga. No. Definitely not popping supplements, you know. They're not drinking green drinks. They're just eating what they eat and just living a regular life. And, you know, they, yeah. for the for the most part, they're as, as healthy as they come. And they don't look like they age much. You know, it's these dietas, it's these plants, you know. It's like manchinga, the tree. You diet that. That makes a 70-year-old a 20-year-old. Mm. You might need to do that. <clears throat> What'd you say? Choking on something. Uh, Hoppe. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rough. That's rough. Um, no, we may do some munching. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's one of our dietas. Mm-hmm. We could use we it. Yeah, so, you know, me and Tom and Isaac are going to head down to the jungle in 10 days. And Jenny. Days. And Jenny from D.C. She's been on here. Mm-hmm. In nine days, we head to the jungle for a month. Rah. Go sit in dietas for a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see? Do you feel the tension, nervousness? No, oh, I'm so excited. Nervousness. I'm excited. I don't have to lift anything for 30 days. <laughs> That'll be really. Yeah, nice. really. Seriously, <laughs> only thing you have to lift is your own weight. 
Maybe some water for some carry water. yourself to and from places. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I feel you guys are ready. <laughs> oh well, it feels. Well, thanks, thanks. I'm glad that you see that. Yeah, I mean, no, it just feels. It feels very. It's been a really productive yeah. summer. Yeah, and we have really done some work around here. So you know, we'll do this month, and then I want to pretty much be home this winter, because you know, it's like. I have a feeling that, you know, within the community that we have now, which is getting larger, and we'll it talk is. about that real yeah. soon, um, like today, but sooner. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's, I kind of see that there's, you know, what an elder and, you know, take it for what you will. I am one. Right. And I don't forget about energetic presence, connectedness. Um, awareness or consciousness ever i mean it's always coming back to that so that reminder but also you know i've been through some of the things i can't say i've been through everything uh, no one's been through everything but i've been through some of the things that i'm seeing people are coming up against and you know and just to be able to like take the winner and just really dial into the individuals that you know are wanting to really really get a leg up on some of this stuff so it's not this up and down and up and down to get some stability under them you know and be able to have some time to dedicate to that and then work on some other things as well but you know and then come spring um we'll go down to the jungle again we'll take a group down again mm -hmm. in april like probably early april Mm -hmm. And maybe even spend, you know, a good chunk of time down there in April because you can't do anything around here. It's muddy and snowy and wet and cold. Right. That's when winter really hits. And then, But spend the summer here next year, the whole summer. Be cool. So if we're going to be here the whole next summer because we're going to do a lot of building, you know, continue building the infrastructure around here, you know, because it's, it's interesting that, you know, no one really has a vision about what this place is. Montagna mm -hmm. Sagrada. It's 100 acres. There's six of us here so far living permanently. There's a few others that are here most often. And uh, just no one here has like, it's not like we get together and what's our vision for this place? That mm -hmm. never happens. It's never like that. And I don't like anything being like that. I like it to be organic. Because ultimately, what puts everything in place, you know, Maybe some don't feel this way, but I think what puts everything in place is the energetic presence of soul within you. It kind of puts everything. It's the thing that kind of orchestrates everything into its place. And it's your job to navigate that with integrity. And I think part of that integrity is put none of your personal wishes into anything. Let it be a more universal thing that exudes from you, but it's familiar to someone else. Your desires, you know, they're yours. But your want of a stronger presence in the world, well, that's what everybody wants, right? So to work more towards those things. And for me, I think that's infrastructure. I think that's sovereignty as much as you can have it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you're as sovereign as you want to be until some truck comes up the road with G plates on it. And a bunch of guys jump out and throw you in for you to never be seen again. <laughs> I don't know how sovereign you are in that moment, but mm -hmm. at least up until that moment, you can <laughs> Right. And, and it's and to be able to, you know, really participate in the journey of personal responsibility that, yeah, you have this identity. Yes, it's in the world. It isn't entitled to anything. Right. It's only as real as you're making it. Keep that shit on a leash. Don't let that thing go off too much because it just starts to disturb the balance 
in the community it finds itself in mm. or the neighborhood it even finds itself in. It's like this dominant identity that's got to have it all their way. And you're doing that, I don't like it. Nah. <laughs> and it's like, it just, I don't know. I mean, it just, there's got to be a place where, you know, there's a, a group of people who are holding a firm line that has integrity in it. Mm-hmm. Right, that has honesty in it, that has perseverance in it, courage, an ability to like see a chaotic situation and not just start throwing rocks at it. To be able to sit, okay, what is this? I know everybody's tempers are flared and all the emotions are flying, but let's let them do that. That's fine. But let's sit down and really hammer out what's going on here. But to not have any of identity in this. Mm. That it just is what it is. And what it becomes, it it's like when it shows up, it's just like, well, duh. That's what a, well, that makes sense. Yeah, it unfolds. Right. As it unfolds, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, you know, try to make some plan to have it make sense prior to anything happening. There's too many variables. You're not going to be able to control any of those. Right. 90% of the variables for what, you know, you're putting in your choices for the future, you have no control over. 10% you do. But the other 90, well, that requires a whole lot of things lining up, doesn't it? It requires a whole lot of synchronistic things have firing at once, mm-hmm. you know, and it's interesting because I find that the more that life force is, is built up and stored, not that you don't use it, you obviously use it, but you don't spend it frivolously. Mm. There's a purpose for your energetic deployment, <coughs> right? And to be able to look at what you're about to deploy your energy into and see it for what it is see it clearly understand where you know before you even do that every road you're going down you've been down before most often you already know it's down it's a stop before the deployment okay where's this gonna go right and then you can kind of see ahead of you a little bit you know not like into the future but the thing that's approaching you and then that way you can prepare for its arrival Mm mm-hmm Right, so if it's a person walking across, you know, here they come, they're coming towards you. You have a moment before you react if they were to just turn around and you just turn around and there they are. You mean it's coming at you, right? So you can see it. So you kind of (coughs) get your order about you, your balance about you before you that even happens. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just I find that the synchronistic events are when the energy is deployed properly, right? Then everything lines up as it should, and what you're stepping into flows, and it provides a, an upliftment of the energy within that is usable, and it kind of pushes your boundary just a little bit more. It pushes that, that corral you have around consciousness that you call yourself, and it pushes it beyond its limitations just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And, you know, and part of that is is if you have enough energy and you're met with new information, something that is new, it doesn't intimidate you, mm. right? You, you've, you're so used to moving beyond your boundaries a little bit, beyond your understanding, to hear what someone else has got going on. Right, and then that way you can kind of see that. I might spend the whole weekend doing that. Yeah, I was just about to because it kind of sounds like some of the we're kind of leading into that. stuff. Yeah, a little yeah. trip. Yeah, so yeah. to California. Yeah, so over the weekend, well, yeah, pretty much over the weekend. Yeah. Um, Tom and I, is that right? Yeah, yeah. 
You and I. It was like, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure I'm getting my things right. Oh. Is that, he, Tom and Tom's I went. okay, right? Yeah. He didn't change anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're still a man. I have grown since we last were on the podcast. Yeah. I, I feel like things have happened. I feel really excited about stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Tom and I went to the Pacific Bitcoin Conference. He's been going to him for a while. I've never been to him. Um, Tom started talking to me about Bitcoin. About oh, three years ago. Yeah, about three about three years ago. <laughs> and, you know, and at first I'm just like, no, 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 no. Because it's interesting because this is, this is how I really, you know, I, I got to see things again or from a different perspective. The, the narrative was out there that this is just computer geeks uh, trying to run a grift. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, you know, so you kind of, I had that for, I don't know, maybe a, seven months i don't want to hear about bitcoin you guys bitcoin religion you know and mm -hmm. i kept calling you guys are in a cult you're in a cult no and then it was interesting i think the moment that it really hit me that i should probably look into this a little bit more and i went to the bank to take out some money mm -hmm. yeah like five thousand bucks to go buy building supplies and uh i go to get the money out and the teller looks at me and says to me, um, can I ask you why you're taking this money out of the bank? It's not your and I'm business. like, well, it's mine. Yeah, but, you know, that's a large sum. Like $5,000 is not a large sum of anything. Sorry. But, you know, well, we're just concerned. We don't want you to get defrauded. And then they go get the bank manager to okay the transaction. It's mm. like, whatever. I mean, I got the money in there. It's not like this is just a regular day at the bank. Right. The bank manager comes over. And asked me again, what are you using it for? I said, for stuff. It's all you're getting, right? Right. And so she was signing it off because she had to. And then she, before she slides the money over, she looks at me. She goes, you're not using this to buy Bitcoin, are you? I just went, wow. I think I might now. And I just <laughs> grabbed my money and walked out of the bank. Right? Mm -hmm. And then so it was a more deep dive into what that is. Mm -hmm. You know, and on a monetary level, I'm not that. I mean, I, I wouldn't say, I, I, I mean, I barely know much about it, okay? But I, I've been open to seeing into it for years and, you know, and listening to people and taking in information and then going to this conference, right? So, I, I mean, I don't know how big that Bitcoin world is. Like I said, I'm kind of naive to that. But, I don't know, there's a couple thousand people there, at least. There's like 2,000 there. Yeah. 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 Somewhere in there. But, and... and the people putting it on and the people putting on the presentations, mm -hmm. it was interesting. It was like the, suddenly I felt giddy because yeah. there's fucking adults in the world. <laughs> <laughs> there's not just these greedy little fucks running around because that's what I thought I'd see. It's just a bunch of, you know, like this underground kind of movement. No, no, no. Right. No, no. Some of the most intelligent people I have talked to in quite a while. I mean, off the charts. Mm -hmm. But, and it was interesting because this is what I found in the Bitcoin world, being there this weekend. And again, it's one view into it. I know that. I know that every community has its ups and downs. Whatever it's got going on, there's some weirdness over here and there. That's everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, just because it has some, if it does even have some little weird spot, that doesn't diminish anything. Humanity's got a big dark spot, and we're hoping that doesn't diminish us. Right. But 
what I found, and there was a few of them in particular, you know, I would say like 10 of them in particular that were speaking, that when they were, they were up there to explain to people where we're at in society, in the monetary system, in how this all affects everything and how it actually plays out. But the way they deliver it, there's, they're present. That's the thing that I think really stuck out mm-hmm. was I'm all about presence. You know I me. Mean? It's like, you better be radiating. You know, it's like, if mm-hmm. you're going to go in the world, you come with your energetic signature and you radiate into your situation. You don't just play roulette with that. Right. So you engage. And when they, I mean, whew, there's Eric. What was Eric? Eric Kaysen. This is Eric Kaysen. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that, I really, really, really appreciate mm-hmm. he because I saw it. It was like going, hearing these talks, hearing what they're talking about, you know, and having some information of my own, plus having the experience of being alive and really, you know, jumping into life for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not, I can put things together. It's like, oh, I see what this thing actually is, right? And it is the... It's the first salvo of a revolution Mm. of the populace, the population saying to the people who think they run their lives that no more of this, you can join us, but we're not having that anymore. Mm. Right. And then, you know, and then hearing from this woman, but anyway, with Eric, Mm -hmm. he see, he understands this is not just people making money. Although, yeah, of course they're going to. Right. Anything of this nature, when you really get into the stability of it, so when you, you can't trust gold. Right. Because someone can say, well, here, here's, we have your gold. Well, I want my gold. Well, here, have some money. No, I want my gold. No, no, you have to take the paper money. No, I want my gold. Um, There is no gold. <laughs> And if there is gold, yeah. here's the thing. The brick, you can put an interior of tungsten that has the same weight as yeah, gold. Yeah. So you have a tungsten bl- tube or something inside of a gold brick. You have to melt that brick down to see if you actually have the gold or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way to, that's the only way to verify it is you have to melt it every single time you want to verify it. Like you're going to transact something, I have to melt the bar of gold to make sure there's no tungsten there. I wonder, right, right? I wonder if that's what that senator in uh, New Jersey did with all his bars of gold. He had to melt them. <laughs> I don't know. Because, yeah, I mean, there was even stories where I don't remember which country was paying another country, but they were paying them a debt in gold. Uh-huh. And it wasn't. They put, they gold-plated tungsten because tungsten weighs the same. Mm-hmm. So a gold bar that has to be a precise weight to be a gold bar, mm-hmm. tungsten weighs the same. Yeah. So they There's were that. basically just spraying tungsten gold. And putting There's a lot of problems with gold. That's one of them. The weight, the transportability, the divisibility. These are all the issues. Just the, the ability. Yeah, you can't f- The physicality it. of it. So how do you pay for something on the internet with gold? Right. Mm, that's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, how do you pay for something online with hard cash? Yeah. yeah. Everything's right. a proxy. Yeah. Unless so, you have something that's digitally native. Yeah. But Eric's very, 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 very good at expressing what exactly is happening to you through the monetary system. Right. Mm-hmm. And how this, you know, the aspects of that, of what Bitcoin actually is beyond money. That it is, you know, he, I don't, I don't know if he didn't come out and say it, but it's like, 
if if I could put words in his mouth, he's like, this is the weapon, the peaceful weapon we use in a war, right? And Bitcoin is that. But it's basically like taking your weapons and turning them into plowshares, something useful for the people. Mm. So the war will be that this is useful for the people. And that anyone who gets involved in this must act ethically, at least financially. Mm -hmm. There can be no overlord. There will be no overlord. Mm -hmm. And that your money is yours. So you must step into, you know, the era of personal responsibility because you're taking custody of your wealth. You're not trusting anyone else with that. Right? And it's interesting because as I hear that and I see with him... He understands life force, and he has applied that natural system that goes on inside of you, the regulation. Because go ahead and try to spend more energy than you have. <laughs> you're going to fuck yourself up. Right. Right? We all know mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Right? So your interior system, right, runs on a really tight regulation. There are rules, and they will not be broken. Mm -hmm. There's emotional rules. There's rules of life. And it's like, ah. So you see that. You know, Satoshi, whoever this person is, understood that mm -hmm. in a deep way and applied it to how he writes this. This is the most natural form of money you could possibly have because it always seeks to balance itself out. Mm -hmm. It's always seeking mm -hmm. to balance itself out. And I'm sitting there listening. I'm like, I'm talking about the same thing. Literally the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and it's interesting to see how Bitcoin... And that community and, the, and what it does to people, because it really shows them things that are true. And, and it rings inside of them. And it kind of translates over. Do the same thing with your life force. Mm -hmm. Take custody of it. Right? Be careful with it. Right? Know where you're putting it. Know who you're giving it to. Know who you're trusting it with. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, we don't do that. No. So our lives are roulette. <clears throat> Your financial life is destroyed. Uh, here's what I kind of think. People who are just kind of flunk, you know, flunking around, just totally in disaster. How much of your well-being have you put in the hands of other people <laughs> to get in that state? And when you do that, are those people actually going to be the ones that actually take care of the thing you're asking them to take care of? Right. Or are they doing the same thing? So now you got this kind of weird coercive agreement <laughs> playing against each other. Right. And now everybody loses. It's almost like a weird pyramid scheme. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, right? And you see, yeah. and it's interesting because you see that fiat currency, you know, I mean, we don't see it here as much. Our dollar fluctuates, and it really, we've been seeing it a lot for the last couple of years. But the generations coming up, no, they didn't see the 70s. They don't really know what inflation is. Right. <laughs> they had no idea what any of that. 80s was steady as it can be. The 90s, it was the boom, so here we go. 2000, here comes tech companies, so here we go again. Mm -hmm. Right? But those things all have to balance out. And when they do, you're, you know, you know, a lot of people end up on the shit of the stick. How? Uh, gas is $6.26 a gallon. You buy a loaf of bread, that was $2. Now it's 8 A gallon of milk now runs somewhere around $10. <clears throat> right? It's like, this is insane. Well, that's that's because of your money. Right. Things right? don't cost more. Your dollar's worth less. That's this right. is actually the thing, but they don't say that. So we have the Fed that basically runs around with a fucking fire hose, 
and just <coughs> spews money out of thin air on everything. But it's like, yeah, you put out the fire, but you put it out with poison, and now everything is going to fall. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it just dilutes everything. And down you go. But, you know, like listening to this one lady. Uh, Lynn Alden. Mm-hmm. Say her name again. Lynn Alden. This is someone to listen to. L-Y-N. Seriously? I mean, all these people, the people that, you know, we're going to name by name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check them out. Because this this woman gave a talk up on that stage, and uh, her mind works like uh, she's beyond genius. Mm-hmm. It's like, am, what am I staring at? What am I watching here? This is like the most brilliant AI just firing <laughs> this stuff off as if it's just common knowledge. And that, duh, we should all know this. And it was eye-opening, to say the least. Br- brilliant, brilliant presentation. And start to see that, you know, well, yeah, with our money, we don't, you know, we see it and it hurts. But there are countries where overnight a loaf of bread is $2. Now it's 200 Mm-hmm. overnight their money just went to the tank right and it's interesting because when they say like you know con- consumer satisfaction consumer trust <laughs> well this is all based on the dollar right which is emotional it's mental it's physical it's psychological so they basically run that thing back and forth Ooh, today has value, tomorrow doesn't Mm-hmm. Boom bust, boom bust. Keeping you in this state of having to constantly spend everything you have. Yeah, it's a cycle. Because they have planted in you somewhere that this shit's really not going to be worth anything. So don't save any. There's no. You save money now. If you save American dollars now, if I put a pile that's a thousand dollars, just cash under my fucking mattress, with inflation and devaluation. That could be worth like 10 bucks in another year. Well, 10 years is about the right rate of it going down. Right, right. Yeah, you know, it's, and, it's crazy. And it's interesting because, you know, you watch these these ups and downs with it, right? And it's like, uh, who's fucking with this? <laughs> right? And it's like, there's someone who can fuck with this. There's a whole, they call them the Fed. Mm-hmm. They have an infinite money printer. They've and it time it. travels. Mm-hmm. It goes all over the fucking place. It goes into the future, steals from the grandkids, mm-hmm. goes into the past and steals from your ancestors, pulls all that shit together to have a fucking party right now mm-hmm. for themselves. Right? And everybody works their ass off building this infrastructure. Right? So they can... So those people who just sit there and fucking print the shit, they don't, they don't have to work for anything. Mm-hmm. You do. You have to work for every dollar. You know what they get to do? Print it and hand it out. Print it. Well, it's print more and hand it out. Hell, lifted a finger in their lives. So basically, you've got people who are extremely intelligent, or I wouldn't say intelligent, they're smart. Because mm-hmm. intelligence requires something far more than what smart gives you. And they're just soulless and stupid. That, you know, it's like you are destroying the morale, you are destroying the cohesion, and the sense of community in pretty much every fucking city in this country. And And you're doing it intentionally. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's like, okay, so how do we stop this? Right? And then, you know, stepping into that Bitcoin world, seeing what that network is, 
and how it's constructed and what it's made out of. And you can fire missiles at it all fucking day long. You aren't going to be able to do anything. To right. It. Matter of fact, if you keep turning negative attention to it, all you're doing is increasing its value. Yeah. That's what's always happened throughout its history. Mm-hmm. The more it's attacked, the more it survives, the stronger it gets, the more trusted it becomes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's been attacked a lot. And there's no way to cheat. No way at all. You could not cheat that if you wanted to, unless you can harness the power of the sun and create a mega computer <laughs> that can overcome every computer, every network in the entire United States, because that's what Bitcoin's running on. Well, I mean, and that's so I, I, I don't know how much the conference talked about the technical aspects of Bitcoin. I got, I got a pretty good basis in that. OK, cool. fire away. So, I mean, you know, Bitcoin based off of what's that RSA 256? You're talking about the encryption. The encryption behind it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's SHA-256 is the... the, the it's SHA, okay, it's SHA-256. is the encryption that miners use to uh, secure the network. Right. So, 10 years, quantum computers are going to be Correct. at least in the, the hands of governments. Yes. They already are. Well, well, I mean, to, okay. I mean, we that haven't have seen the, Yeah, yeah. So that have that the happens, ability to and that successfully destroy. like break that in, that encryption that's kind of at the base of Bitcoin. So, I mean, what what is the community doing? To the community kind of, has deeply thought about this pretty much from the beginning, actually. Yeah, and it's quite as if somebody does come along with one and covertly, and then they deploy it in such a way, it's obvious to the network immediately as it comes online. Um. All they they can't take they can't destroy any previous transactions because they really are locked with energy in a way that can't be messed with at all. All they can do is mess with the current transactions that's happening at that time. So they could double spend a Bitcoin if they had that capabilities. Mm. But as soon as they did that, that's obvious to the entire network that you've done that. You just have a little computer cost a hundred bucks and you're you're tracking this. And um, there's already quantum computer cryptography that can be deployed in bitcoin and it just basically gets implemented very quickly and that's it um your game's up so now you have a quantum computer that can do a crap ton of mining and you can either cheat the system and get less bitcoin or you can play fairly with the network and get more bitcoin and so so the 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 attack vector was put there was known and put was in place from the very beginning it's called a 51 percent attack so if you have 51 percent of the computing power and energy to back that computing power then you can mess with those most recent transactions but if you do you'll get less reward than if you just played fair so it's always so it's always not destroying enemies, it's inviting enemies to come join to secure the most fair and, and, and stable monetary system our species has ever had. Yeah. And even if you're an evil dictator, you will still be incentivized to play fair and do good. And Chris said it can't be messed with. One of the reasons that's so is because it's actually not a whole bunch of software. It's actually a pretty simple piece of software and it's open source. Right. So it, there is no NSA backdoor. There is no CIA backdoor. There's no it's, corporate backdoor. There's no right. corporate backdoor. There's no insiders to any of it. There's nobody runs it. Nobody controls it, and nobody can change it without the consensus of everyone in the network. So you can't mess with it at all forever. <laughs> because to mess with it, to say, oh, 21 million Bitcoin, that's the hard, well, let's just double it to 42. Well, that's just everybody gave away half their money. Right. And who's going to agree to that? Right. Ever. Ever. Right. Right. <laughs> um, there, there's one thing I want to get back to, because um, 
you're, you're, you have some more learning to do in Bitcoin. And there's Absolutely. one thing that you mentioned that's highly controversial in the Bitcoin world, it turns out, at the very beginning. You said that it's a weapon, that Eric Kaysom said it's a weapon. And this is a place where uh, Bitcoiners get very heated and say it's not a weapon, it's code. Oh, well, yeah. And, 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 the, reason, and the reason is because um, it can be defended either by the First or the Second Amendment. And cryptography was attacked back in the 90s. And they said that cryptography is illegal, and they were trying to sue these people that had it. And so those guys printed up T-shirts with the cryptographic mm -hmm. code on it and walked across U.S. borders. So they exported cryptography. And then somebody also printed all of the code in a book, and then it was pr protected by First Amendment. So to say it's a second, say it's a weapon, they, they fear that the government will try to attack it from that vector, that if it's a weapon, then the, then the, I understand. Then the, mm. the, the organizations that regulate that will now be involved. They're careful with their words, unlike They are. And, and so, <laughs> so another way to say it, because what you're saying is true, the, the, the essence of what you're saying is true, but instead of saying it's a it weapon, creates a citadel. it's a impenetrable it's, citadel. It's an impenetrable citadel. Or you could say it's a tool that has um, extreme asymm asymmetric defense mechanism within it so that you, little person living on a mountain <laughs> with Bitcoin, you can protect that from superpowers asymmetrically through cryptography that they can apply all of their computer power and all their, their three-letter organizations at you and they can't get to it. Right. And you can protect it through cryptography. So you have a shield that's strong enough cryptographically to defend against all the superpowers in the world. Right. That's, that's a, you could say a weapon, but perhaps a better way is a defensive tool that can't be beat. Right. Yeah. An impenetrable. In, in, yeah. Yeah. And he, every 10 minutes. Is that's not really a way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, right. It's not really a weapon. There's, weapon a, there's, a, there's a big right. debate in this. Right. There's, you're basically opening the front door. And come on in. Guys. Yeah. 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 Sit down. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Well, we want what you got. Well, if you can get beyond that wall, have it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll sit here and wait. You know, I mean, it's not. So, I, yeah, and I'm, I, wrong choice of words. No, but that's why I just went back. So, because yeah, Bitcoiners yeah. will hopefully watch this and they'll go, well, that guy wrote. So, I want to just, yeah, hey, it's about this right thought. And then here's the better words for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I kind of looked at it like, you know, when I was sitting there listening to something, like, well, the first thing that popped in my head was that biblical verse. Yeah. And you turn your weapons into plowshares. It's like that. Mm. Right. So instead of using your angst to go up against an enemy that just makes it stronger, you turn your angst into intelligence and will and produce something that they can't touch. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of, you know, well, what, I, what I would be after in the life force, too. One of the fellows arriving at a state of presence that can't be corrupted by anything. I mean, I, you know. Long way to go, but still, I'm on it, and I will do that, and that is you know, my soul wants to do. It said it clearly. That's you want to live here. It was so amazing like to, fully. to behold this with you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was really stunning. It was a great honor. Um, one of the fellows you got to spend some time with who's rather profound is Tomer Sterlite. Yes. And one of the things that Tomer says in all of this, and he's a, a great philosopher amongst the Bitcoiners, um, is that... I had it, the plowshare thing. Uh, oh, I can't quite think of what I was going to say because I got so excited about introducing that. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll have to come back to it. <laughs> but just talk about Tomer. Yeah, that he, he's got, you ever watch, um, um, what's his name? Eric uh, Weinstein, Weinstein? Yeah. Weinstein. Oh, yeah. Brett, Eric, yeah. And Brett. Brett's mm -hmm. his brother. But Eric's. How intelligent those people are. Mm -hmm. It's like, he, he, he emanates that. But it's not. I mean, I think Brett 
comes across in a lot better way than his brother. Eric is like, dude, you are like, I can't even understand what you're saying. Because he's just, it's very intellectual. To where Brett kind of brings it to the common person. That guy is just that. I mean, he can, he just really presents to you, like, really the, the ethos around it. Right? Like, what's the ethos of Bitcoin? Well, here it is. He lays it out. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, is it just an idea? Well, isn't anything? <laughs> right? You know, but these, it's interesting because, you know, I, I've, I'm, I live in the world of ideas a lot of times. And, and to me, I noticed that they have these energetic packets. An idea, just an idea it has an energetic packet in it. Right? And, you know, and sometimes people will open them, sometimes they won't. But, the way he presents his ideas, if you open that package, your fucking mind's gone out your head. It's going to blow it right out of your head. Because you start to see what sovereignty actually is. And people, you know, you, I'm sovereign. It's like, the hell you are. Right. You're living on someone else's couch, driving someone else's car, you're eating someone else's food, and you're just in your little hippie gear thing, I'm sovereign. No, you're not. And that will be proven very quickly. All it's going to take is a little bit of the rug pulled out from underneath you, and you're going to see how unsovereign you actually are and how much you need things that come from possibly dangerous places to get what you need. And and how sovereign are you in any of that? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, uh-huh, yeah, that doesn't really work out. We felt the beginnings of that during COVID. People think that sovereign is safe. No, it's no, not. No. If you're sovereign, you are not safe. Right. You have, you're on a list somewhere. <laughs> You're on someone's hit list. Because, you know, that's what we want to do. You have to assimilate into the Borg, right? Right. You have to assimilate into madness. Well, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm just see, hmm. you know. So Tomer is kind of like, to me, he, he's, he's, he's one of the big figures in that whole, that, what that's becoming. And, I, you know, I, more and more people will come into that. You know, some because the value is going up. But some... Because they have straightened out their value system, they see what actually has value. And if you think it's the money in your bank account, you're you're dead mistaken, right? It, that doesn't represent anything. And what it represents now, it may not tomorrow. So, woo, you're playing roulette again, you know, to see like in order for the human race to really hold itself, especially through this dark night of the soul it's going through, it's going to have to have some integrity to it. Right? It's going to have some strength, some perseverance, some maturity, and he really brings that to it. So, you know, the young people coming in just, you know, crypto, crypto, it's like they're getting an education from an elder. Right? It's like, and he's bringing them into the ethical nature of it all, kind of trying to, you know, he puts off this vibe that it's like, there's nobody here that's against anyone. Just take the personal out of it and see what this is for, mm -hmm. for the human race. And he, yeah, uh, an amazing dude. Yes, I remember one of the things he said when he's on stage. There is that uh, it's hard to get people to agree with each other. Fair, <laughs> just with good, even with Fair. just good friends. Like, and, and then if you put in the political spectrum or national identities or personal identities, you're never going to get consensus. But on the Bitcoin network, every ten minutes, tens of thousands of nodes around the world agree every 10 minutes about the state of the ledger of a money system that's not controlled by anybody. And they agree every 10 minutes and all the accounting, all the, like you can imagine a big bank and all the accounting and all that stuff that they have and figure that out. <laughs> it's just like um, all the accounting. <laughs> this, uh, this, this is the, the entire financial network is accounted for 
updated and the ledger book is verified as solid and absolutely correct every 10 minutes. And every 10 minutes as it goes by, another layer of energy, cryptoelectric energy, is placed over the prote protecting it. And after six, six of those 10 minute blocks, so after one hour, those transactions can never be changed in the history of man. As long as man, energy, and internet survive, it won't be changed. Right. That's crazy. Now you think about this, okay? So <laughs> the ledger, mm -hmm. which, you know, okay, so for some people who don't really kind of understand what that is, a bank has a ledger. Right. It has people behind it. Bitcoin is not. It has nodes agreeing. Right? It's the, 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 the network agrees with itself across the nodes. Boom, there it goes. That's verified. It's all verified. There's no thing that can happen to it. And, but and here's what happens when a bank does it. <clears throat> They have a team of really, really clever, like, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to say they have a team of clever accountants who go into those numbers, and to them, numbers are not absolute, like it is for Bitcoin. They're not absolute. They are, you could play with them. Mm. And they did. They, anybody, okay, let me give you an example. 2008, mm. the housing crash. Mm -hmm. You know how many fucking people lost their house to that shit? Mm -hmm. And not because they were, didn't pay their bills. It's because their fucking mortgage went from two to $9,000 like that. Yeah. And why? Because that bank and those accountants in charge of the ledger were fucking them numbers around left and right, right. packaging bad fucking mortgages and selling them off out of the country. Right. Right. Basically mm -hmm. hiding a scam inside of a scam and selling it as a product. Mm-hmm. And, and did anybody know? Well, the people who were doing the ledger. But anybody looks at the ledger, well, this is the ledger. This must be true. No, these numbers are fucked. All these numbers are fucked. And any, anybody worth their salt in the economic world who has done any research like FDX, there are people who know that's a that's Those books are fucked. But the common man has no idea what any of this is. No. Right? So he's just sitting there giving his money to his 401k. Yep, you know, getting this fucking mortgage from Bank of America, and suddenly you don't own a house anymore. Oh, and by the way, your retirement is fucking gone. Why? Well, it turns out the ledger wasn't correct. That's what the shit means. It doesn't mean, what do I care about ledgers and banks? Uh, you <laughs> like, do you like owning a house? Do you like being in the house you own? Mm -hmm. Or do you want that pulled out from underneath you just because? Because of something you didn't know was happening in a bank somewhere where yeah yeah those players might not have integrity right well and this is what tomer puts forth no one has to you can you can go into bitcoin without integrity and try to fuck it around the ledger is a ledger right you're not going to be able to go in and get more of anything anywhere you're not going to be able to change the numbers tell a little lie and suddenly you have more money that's not going to work anymore so it forces everybody to operate in an area with integrity, and the minute you don't have it, it's going to show itself, and you are going to be that person who's persona non grata right. in your entire community, right? And, and it forces integrity. Mm -hmm. It forces you to play fair. And being forced to play fair, uh, it's weird. It's like we need minds that can go deeper to extrapolate and dive into. So. Say that you got put in a position where you have to play fair. You have to be clear. You have to communicate clearly, precisely, genuinely. You have to be genuine. How do you suppose that's going to affect the way you're going to live your life? 
right? Mm-hmm. You could go kicking and screaming and try to, you know, it's not fair and do all that. But it is fair. So you got no argument. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the only thing you got left is to maybe look within yourself, right? And go, whoa, 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 whoa. How well am I managing this life force, this wealth? Am I managing it like I'm managing my money? Or am I managing my money like I'm managing myself? Mm. Do I take care of, do I have value within me that the, because, you know, hey, I get it. Well, we're just going to ascend. No, you're not. You're fucking not. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. Where are you going? <laughs> well, we're going to heaven. Yeah, good luck. If, if you even know where it is. Because it's no place. You're not going there. You're, you choose to vibrate there or not. And I'm sorry, humans are like, oh, we're all going to lift off into the fifth dimension. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you're going to be stuck here until you figure it out or until you die. And, and you know, hopefully you don't have to come back if you don't figure it out. Maybe it just give you a get out of jail free car. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't even say that. <laughs> right? But there's... <clears throat> Once you realize you're here, and for me, I think it's different too, because, and I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who agree with me on this. For those that don't have kids, they may think, who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. What happens next? Because you're the end of the line. Your, your bloodline's done. You got no kids? Bloodline done. I have two daughters. One of them's married. Child on the way. I'm not the last of my generation, right? Or of my lineage. It's going to continue, obviously. So... The more ethical that we could understand that, look, you're not here to fucking ascend. You're here to get that golden ticket. No, you have it. And then put the world in order so that your generations coming after you have the same opportunity you did to find the light. And on that point, like how did some of the talkers at some of the speakers in Bitcoin kind of dive into using bitcoin as that tool to like a useful tool in practical terms to for people to gain more sovereignty right right like how did what like what oh. specifically did they talk about hmm. to a lot of know? things so i'm trying to think of a specific i like peter st Ange so much i kind of want to talk about his <laughs> he's just a phenomenal austrian economic economist and so just as an example, this may not be answering your question directly, but he's he's like, well, all these economists and all of these colleges that graduate from these colleges, they've all been duped into a system that's a lie. They're shills for the government, and they're based on the uh, economic system called Keynesian economics, which mm-hmm. happens to be this theory of economics that says, if you print a lot of money, you'll make a lot of prosperity, and the more debt you have, the more better we are right. forever. And it basically gives the government carte blanche to do whatever they want with our money. And he said, well, and they have been, and he has been. And so then he says this, this is group of Austrian economists back in the 1800s. They came about and there's been a, a whole lineage of, of, of really professors in that are, are thinkers and writers. And he's definitely part of that lineage and a, a really amazing one. And he said, it's based in truth. And the difference between having a society based in lies and a society based in truth is very different. And and one of the other speakers, I can't think of it, is just like, if you base a whole society in lies, 
than all that can come down for that. And, and, and money is a base layer that people mm-hmm. don't realize. It is a because it is how we transact energy and, and effort and things between us. Somewhere. So if yeah. that whole thing is based on life, one way to think of that is a ruler that we're measuring our life in dollars. And, do, and you think of a, if you measure with a ruler, you want that ruler to be solid. But if you have a ruler that can stretch, Right, and it's it's moving and it's changing all the time. It's actually getting smaller and smaller and smaller <laughs> is the way it's going. And then you're measuring life in this thing that's moving. Well, then you're living a lie, mm. and, and and because you're working for a thing that's changing and be, it's sand coming out from underneath your feet, or a bucket of value with holes in it. So you're carrying this bucket of value around and just got it's holes in it. Everywhere. It's leaking everywhere. Right, and and so. If you can change that, you can pull people out of slavery. So, I, oh, here's here's a profound one. So, his name is um, Eric Gladstein. He's the director of the Human Rights Foundation. And we saw him speak, and a very passionate speak about um, the state. And in, in, in the West, it turns out we have privilege. I don't know if you know this or not, but we have a shit ton of privilege that is not experienced throughout the world. I mean, at all. At all. I mean, we're talking the privilege we have here and the the lifestyle we have here is top 10%, maybe best 20%, and 80% of the world is living in a whole different existence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's really fucking awful. And if you talk about some of these jurisdictions where they've screwed their currency, it's, it's Argentina, it's Venezuela, it's mm-hmm. Nigeria, it's Turkey. Uh, El Salvador. Well, El Salvador didn't actually experience that. They actually, they actually they got, in. they got into Bitcoin. But these ones that crashed and collapsed, these people know what it feels like the pain of their government abuse in Peru. They just crash their soles yeah. all the time. They've had a string of six presidencies in three years or something. Mm-hmm. And they, everyone's been completely corrupt until they get run out of office. And so if there's a, a place that anyone in the world with a cell phone and internet connection can actually get a bucket that they can put their value in that doesn't have any holes in it. Mm-hmm. And actually it turns out that the longer you hold the bucket, the bigger it gets and holds more value. <laughs> right. Um, that's, life-changing for everyone on this planet so kind of digging a little bit more into that in the community of it all right so sure we like we had um like you had the the bush bash here Mm -hmm. right with the beef initiative and the whole thing right so i mean that's kind of part of this network of I, I, I want to say network of sovereignty. I don't know what else to call it, but yeah, yeah. like, like what, like what other aspects of that? Like what, like what are some of the other aspects of that in the Bitcoin community? The that most were? common kind of thing like that, a, a, a group, a local group to get together is, is Bitcoin meetups okay. and they're all over the world. And if there's not one in your community, you can start one. Even if you don't really know about Bitcoin, you can start a Bitcoin meetup and they like, come to this and we're going to try to learn together and you could do that. And, and people have just made these ever. We have like four or five in Colorado Springs here. We have like four or five different ones in Denver and kind of all over the world, there's meetups and there's a whole list of them that you can. So if you travel the world, right. you can drop into meetups. There's also Bitcoin kind of centers or, or places where people said, hey, we want to have a co-working space, a meeting space, a, an educational space for mm-hmm. people to come in. There's one in Nashville called Bitcoin Park that's very, very fancy, very nice. It's mm-hmm. a great, the podcasters can drop in there and just do a podcast. Um, Miami has space like, Austin has a couple of spaces like that, and Colorado doesn't. So I'm actually working with some Bitcoiners in, in Denver, and we're, we're kind of coming together to figure out how we can communally just create this 
this space for people to co-work, have meetings, and, and just you can drop in and learn about Bitcoin. So we're trying looking for a physical location and then supporting that through just the funds of Bitcoin. So there is no company behind Bitcoin. Right. All of this is just right. voluntary. Everybody that all the miners that spend all this electricity to mine Bitcoin, none of them are forced to do so. They do so voluntarily. And the information you'll hear on mainstream media is that Bitcoin wastes energy. And we heard quite a bit about this. This is, yeah. this this is quite is interesting. This is really, like, the question you're asking. Like, Bitcoin wastes, it uses enough energy to power a whole nation. Right. That's got to be horrible for the environment. Well, guess what? No, it's not. What is the difference between destitute poverty and abundance? It's the amount of power that your community holds. And that's often, in our modern world, electricity. Mm -hmm. So if you look at nations in the interior of Africa, and we talked about this quite a bit at the conference, um, desperately poor and have been so for hundreds of years. And who's going to go build a power plant in the middle of nowhere in the savannah of Africa? Um, no, nobody, because who's going to pay for that? Um, nobody, because they don't have power now, so why do they really need it? And you got to convince them to use it. So what you need is somebody that you can guarantee to buy your power a, a, a source for that power, somebody, a, a, a buyer of first resort, right? Not last resort, but first resort. first resort. So you have to have a, if you could put a Walmart and a couple of the big things in the middle of Savannah that they would need power, then you'd be like, Oh, okay. But then you got Walmart and suburbia in the middle of Africa. Right. Who would want that? That's really awful. Right. So instead they, they have all this hydropower and there's just immense hydro resources, water flowing downhill. That's not being captured, not turning, but it's right there. The people could, but, they don't have the money to put in a power plant. So Bitcoin miners, uh, this company called, I can't think of it right now, but I'll hopefully remember it for the end. Uh, they're going into Africa. They're diverting some of the water into micro hydro generators. They're powering, they're creating a power plant there. And then they have miners right there next to the hydropower plant that are mining Bitcoin in the Savannah. Hmm. And they are the buyer first resort. They're going to buy as they can buy as much of the power they want, but guess what? They are only going to buy really cheap power. So there's really cheap power suddenly developed right there where it's most needed for that community. And they pull them out of poverty into something that doesn't have poverty. And it doesn't have to look like suburbia. It can actually look pretty, something a lot cooler than right. suburbia, I imagine. Right, right. Like villages with huts, with power and free, clean water and abundance and life. Right. And like, not the American model of suburbia, because mm -hmm. that doesn't seem like the best thing for our species, to be quite honest. It's quite awful. Yeah. And if you take yourself out of complacency and hear what you were saying, just take yourself out of complacency and really feel what that would be like. Because, you know, to think, well, you know, they want to live like that. No, they don't. Mm. No, no, they're like, hey, let us in. Yeah. You know, and the, sorry, the modern world doesn't like the, the native cultures, right? No, don't give them power. Right. Well, no, leave them. In, but they want it. I mean, so we got on a santuario. They're doing everything they can to get that place up to, like, modern standards. Yeah. yeah everyone is. They're yeah. trying to live in a more modern world. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're keeping them in poverty. So, you know, like in Africa, in those, in those places, uh, they have no power. So they have no phone. So they have no communication. So they can't tell you, hey, you know that Apple is down here polluting the fucking Congo? Going, oh, we're environmental, but they've got a whole 70,000 people in a fucking pit digging out cobalt. Right. Because they'll say, oh, we don't buy it from them. It's the only <laughs> fucking place it's coming from. Right. Of course you're buying it from there. So are you, Elon Musk. Come on, fuck off. Of course right. you are. Don't say, oh, well, you have this other source of cobalt. There isn't one. <laughs> right? But nobody gets to do anything about it. And then what do you have? You have warlords, right? Who do have electricity, 
going out to those villages, right? And just destin- just doing whatever the fuck they want. Right. Mm-hmm. So you drop this thing there. Suddenly they have power. Well, you know what power means? It means running water. Imagine you didn't have that. Every house in America did not have running water. Do you know how gross that place is going to get real fast? Mm-hmm. So boom, you, you right there, you've, you've got a, a, a level of sterilization that needs to be happening. Boom, right off the bat, right? Now you got lights. All right, so you can spend your day working, doing whatever you have to do. And you can spend your evenings communicating with your family that might be living over there. Mm-hmm. How nice is that? Reading your daughter a bedtime story. How many people here are just complacent in the fact that they can do that? Right, so when they it, it, through Bitcoin and the miners taking in it's what is it? It's a it's a shipping container. Mm-hmm. It's got a bunch of miners in it, just little computer boxes. You don't even have to fucking do anything with them. They just sit in there, right? And they just set this right next to a waterfall. They just divert some of the water over through it, right, to run the hydro generator to do that. <laughs> the water just goes back into the fucking where it was going. Right, right. And what's interesting is, if you think about it, you stole nothing. Oh, no. Because the minute that water starts falling some more, it's generating more power right. that you can harness. So you could actually like, tell you, I was talking to this one guy about it because we were talking about the mining of <coughs> through hydroelectric. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, yeah, it's kind of wild to think that if you put one uh, turbine here that turns mm-hmm. and then down here put another one, you will quadruple it on one waterfall and you've stolen nothing because the minute you took the power from the water moving, the energy from the water moving... Mm-hmm. It's falling again. It's just just accumulated all the power. You just you took out. Right. You take it again and again and again, and you've deplete, you've depleted nothing. Right. You know. And and now what happens? Well, now this village has stuff. Right. They can actually participate in the Bitcoin because the miners are right there. They could probably. It starts to educate them in that. Yep. Well, they have the stuff that everybody wants to buy. Right, everybody. I mean, I want a bleedy mask. Don't you want a bleedy shaman mask? I want a bleedy shaman mask. <laughs> I like I like necklaces with cool stuff on them. I like the embroidery. I like the drums. I like the cool doors we got mm-hmm. from Africa. It's all really cool. Well, now they have a market they can do something mm-hmm. with. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so then it, it's it's kind of like watching, like it. it because the transformation of our society. Right. And let's Earth. face it, the world's going modern. No one's going to stop that. You want to go live in nature like we do? You can, but I'm not under the spell that that <clears throat> this road right out in front of me won't be paved with 7 Eleven on it someday. Right. I understand that could happen. And, you know, and will that force me? I'm going to go move deeper. Eventually, there won't be deeper. Right. I've covered everything. Right. So the world's going modern. It's been going this way. Right. It, this is a way for everybody to come on. And then that way, Africa won't sit there and have its resources pilfered. Because if you look at that continent, it's everything else years. is lit up except for that one. It's dark as can be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how much is going on in there that is just absolute injustice? And nobody gets to know about it because there's no electricity to get any information in or out. Right? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, some places have it, obviously. But a large chunk of it doesn't. Yeah. You know, you get in the interior into the Congo. Mm, yeah. There's no power. There. China's been taking full advantage of that fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they've been building those big cities. Mm-hmm. There's the place Nigeria. Yeah, there, and put them all in debt. There's a Bitcoin project yeah. in African. I believe it's South Africa. It's called uh, Bitcoin Akasi, A K A S I. So that's a, a really cool place to see what they're doing and what they're doing to educate and bring Bitcoin to the people of Africa. Yeah, China's so. clever. Mm-hmm. We build all these cities in Nigeria along the coast, right? 
come out of the jungle. Just go live in these things. Go live in these things. Do our jobs. That way, you're all out of the jungle. We can go in and mine everything in there, yeah. and you know we'll yeah. privatize it. You'll get nothing for it, and you'll pay our exorbitant rents when everybody wants to live where you do. Mm-hmm. It's like this is this model doesn't work. What's interesting, actually, one of the interesting things I hadn't thought about until the conference, and they talked about this, or maybe it could have been Lynn Alden's book. Actually, her book's called Broken Money. It's amazing, and. Uh, it's the fact that if you look at human civilization and where it's actually populated around the planet, it's always on a waterway, right? So we're on the coasts yeah. of any, any landmass, really. But then the interior, we're always on rivers because we're transporting goods, we're transporting ourselves, it's a way to get around. And we have water. That's an important thing. But actually with Bitcoin, it may re rejuggle everything where, where population centers and population centers will be around a power source rather than a water source. Right. Mm. So that wherever that power is, that that's where Bitcoin is mining. And also Bitcoin only mines the cheapest electricity on earth. It actually, this is another thing they said, it doesn't take, it doesn't waste electricity because the energy it's using is stranded energy. It's, it's excess energy. So our grid has to have excess energy on it in order to operate. If it was just going at just enough, it would crash. It would crash yeah. So you have to have more power on a grid than you actually use. And so Bitcoin is actually a battery that's used to protect grids. Like in Texas, it protects the grid there that they're mining a whole bunch of Bitcoin. But when those hot summer days come around 106, the Bitcoin miners are the only industry because can you imagine Amazon turn off their computers? Right. Um, can you imagine everybody wanting to turn off their air conditioner? No. So Bitcoin miners can shut off within seconds, which nothing else can, and give dump all the power back and prevent brownouts. Right. So it actually protects um, the environmental narrative is we got to stop using so much electricity. We need to stop using so much. Ele- we are using too much electricity. Right. And that's the whole narrative. Um, no, actually, humans are fucking ingenious and we can develop new and more powerful, more potent ways of generating energy on this planet that are cleaner and we will incentivize all that through Bitcoin. And so you want to save this environment? We don't need less power. We need to generate a hell of a lot more and use it a hell of a lot more efficiently. Right. Right. Well, like one of the things they were talking about is, um, you know, it's a CO2. That's whatever. I had yeah, too much carbon dioxide. Right. Well, no, that's there's more trees on the planet there's ever been because that's where the carbon yep. sink is in the trees. It goes mm-hmm. in the trees, right? That's carbon. There you go. It's being stored. So, yeah, it's just more trees. I don't have a problem with that. I like more trees. More trees mean more oxygen. Cool. No problem. You know, I, and, and the, really, when you look at the numbers, you got nothing to worry about on the carbon dioxide line. I can't even believe they're doing that. But the methane, on the other hand, no, that's a problem. Mm. And, you know, and everybody wants you the natural gas wells. Well, they flare off all that natural gas. Well, that's methane. That's just straight up burning methane. And it's wasted energy. Or if they don't flare it, if they did just release it it's actually even worse yeah yeah they just release it yeah that's, flaring it off yeah, yeah. And, but you you know when you drive around texas you see this just mm-hmm. stacks of just fire coming out of the top so there's a company also i don't know if it's the same one but they have giga was the company that was the container we went inside it's a small company called giga 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 so Energy. it's this shipping container and it'll hold hundreds of miners in it and they park it next to a natural gas well and so instead of flaring that gas off, they use it. Mm. So it's taking energy being wasted and actually putting it to use. And that energy can be thrown in, in too. So it's like, hey, hey, they'll get this. So, yeah, you know, and it's like I've been listening to this because there's been a lot of podcasts. You know, Joe Rogan's had a lot of people on. Mm. Uh, 
you know, Jordan Peterson's been talking about, a lot of people have been talking about what is necessary, one, to bring people out of poverty and how you actually clean the environment. You don't want coal being burnt. Nope. You don't want these things. So you have to look for newer, cleaner, cheaper ways of getting energy. Well, that Bitcoin community is all about that. Because, you know, now as as you go into this state where the the mining of Bitcoin, the Bitcoin's more scarce. Well, you're not going to want to spend that much money on electricity to do it. Correct. So you're going to find the most efficient ways of using Forces innovation. Forces innovation. And uh, what that is that ultimately, actually, is nuclear power. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, okay. So, and here's, okay. so for nuclear power, since I was born in the 1970s, they pretty much shut down nuclear power in the United States mm -hmm. because we had Three Mile Island and it's too dangerous and people will die. So we're here to protect you from nuclear power. Did they? No. Or did they make us completely and totally dependent upon petrochemicals, upon oil? And who would be incentivized to do such a thing as that? Hmm, possibly oil companies. So if you're an oil company and you say, oh, we can actually make energy almost free with nuclear energy, you say, no, 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 we need to shut that shit the fuck down. Yeah. And boy, did, howdy did they. But now, the, the, the nuclear... So, is it clean? Yeah, it actually is emissionless. It doesn't produce any greenhouse gases, but it does produce nuclear waste. Right. And growing up, all these things, being a very sensitive environmental guy my whole life, I was like, oh, that's horrible stuff because that nuclear waste, that's a 10,000 year debt unto our generations ahead that you're going to have this horrible goo that could kill you all. Well, now they have SMR, small modular reactors. Mm -hmm. They can take that waste and use that as their fuel and actually, it only, well, I think it has a degradation of 500 years, but at a much lower concentration. And it's basically, we haven't been allowed to innovate because we aren't allowed to have them. But if we have them, we can actually get to a place where that waste is to nothing. To where you could drop a something the size of a, a single wide mobile home into an area, power the whole place. No emissions, right. nothing. And you know, it's like, okay, so we shouldn't use nuclear. Do you know the subs and the battleships, they run on nuclear? Mm-hmm. Those are all nuclear. Right. Mm -hmm. right? And when you see like a, a sub, United States sub going through right. the water, yeah, that doesn't go to the gas station. <laughs> right. All of its power is generated on it by the nuclear reactor in mm -hmm. the back of the thing. Right. Battleships, same. Aircraft carriers, same. They, they're all nuclear powered. Right. You know, and then in, it's like, yeah, and like you said, the fear is there. Three Mile Island, Chernobyl, and then, you know, this thing that happened, Fukushima. But it turns out, it's not really as harmful as one would think. It might be if you're being completely irradiated, but the, those small modules, it, it, they, it's weird because you can always just bring in another one and another one. So if one is having a problem, you just bring one over and transfer the tanks. You're, you're good to go. But also the danger they pose is so much less because the concentration of radioactivity is so much less that if you, you don't have these big spills and stuff there just it's just a more contained smaller sort of thing right. that's going and on and it's there. interesting that you know the government is against nuclear power <laughs> for the very reason i just but, said but they'll light off a nuke in the ocean right oh yeah it's like well, 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 well wait a minute here and this is what complacency looks like oh nuclear power is bad and then sit there and watch a tiktok video of them putting a nuclear bomb in the ocean and going wow that was cool right well there's your complacency it's like okay they're telling you nuclear power is bad and then they're going to go nuke the ocean. Mm -hmm. And they do. Mm -hmm. uh, 
how many fish did you just catch? There's a lot of underground testing that goes. How? On. Yeah, scary. yeah. New Mexico, yeah, all over. <laughs> Some earthquakes aren't earthquakes; they're nuclear detonations. That's just how it is. It just rumbles the place. But we're the good guys. It's only China that does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, you know, it's like you just you drop a nuke in the ocean. What did you just do to the to everything there? It's like, why are you doing this? Right. You know, and and to me, I the thing that's really spooky right now is all the money that americans are giving to their government it's going somewhere else none of it's here there's not a bridge fix not a road fix and occasionally usually it's the state that's paying for that right. not the federal government the state's going fuck it's like yeah 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 you got you got to drive on these roads too you might want to fix them but if you look at what and i, I won't call the government what the crime syndicate is doing they're taking all of your money you know like look at the disasters here no money going to any of those people Right. You know, it's like the when in, in the past when there was a disaster. So like there's that big chemical spill in Missouri. Mm -hmm. Moved everybody out. They bought their homes. Right. Moved them out of there. East Palestine, they're not doing shit. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, uh all your money's going over to Ukraine and the Ukrainian president's wife is running around in forty five thousand dollar suits. <laughs> and we're all sitting here going, Well, what the fuck? Right? Schools are are, are complete disasters. Right, most of of the systems in place have been gutted. There's barely anything going on in them anymore. They're not functioning well. And meanwhile, let's just keep diverting all of our money over here, over here. Oh, loans for you, well, sure. Here's here's a half a trillion dollars. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we supporting over there? It's like, no, no, support Ukraine, um, folks. Before you decide to support anybody, you might go do some history research. You might go do some political research on what is going on in the country you call Ukraine. Because that shit ain't cool. It never was. That dude's an actor. He's a comedian. Mm -hmm. That is not a president. That is a puppet. And if you don't see that, you're retarded. That guy's a puppet. And he's completely corrupt. Always has been. So you go, how did he win? Well, you locked up the opposition. There's no way to not win. And we're calling these are fair elections. It's And it's not the government. There isn't one. That's that's the thing we have to understand. There is no government anymore. There are pirates. There are marauders. There are usurpers sitting in places of power, writing the rules in their favor. Not in yours, theirs. And do they care about you? They don't have a soul to care about you. Their soul left them a long fucking time ago. So all they've got is machinations and little fucking manipulations. That's all they got. They don't have anything left. And they get their kicks off watching someone not be able to feed their child. That's really disgusting to me. You know, it's like, so I look at this whole thing. It's fucking serious. Mm -hmm. and, and the fact that, you know, I think the biggest sin that America's perpetrating upon itself is complacency. Don't sit back and watch this. Well, what can we do? What can we do? Well, you know what? There happens to be certain avenues you can take. And you may not trust them, and you may look at them and think they're stupid, but peer into it a little bit. See what it's like for Bitcoin, right? This is something the pe for the people. It's not for a government. It's not for one person to get rich. It's not really for anyone to get rich. Mm -hmm. I mean, some will. Because they understand what that is. And then as it gets adopted, you know, you're, yeah. The earliest people over. are most rewarded. Yeah. I right. mean, because you look at it and you people go, oh, wait a minute. Why? It's like, okay, you like using Venmo, right? 
I, I I don't know why, but I get to see everybody's transactions. It's like, why would you share that shit for me? Right, yeah. private? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, look, you paid him for pizza. You know, pizza does mean little child, right? I might come over to your house and see if you have a little kid instead of pizza. You know, just yeah. it's, it's, it's retarded. It's but every time that you want to put your money from Venmo. Now, there's one way you can do it for free. Connect your bank account to Venmo. Mm. Well, you don't have custody over any of your money now. Mm-hmm. The bank and Venmo does. They can, that's all open to them. You just open it up to them. So most people will just put their debit card, right? Because they can't. That's not your bank account. That's a debit card. It's right. attached to your bank account, but it's one layer of security, right? One layer of anonymity. So, in a sense, it's not close. anonymity. You're not anonymous, but it keeps people from being able to come in, right? And every time you want to take money out of Venmo, what's the charge? Right? It's five bucks, five Mm. bucks, five bucks, five Mm. bucks. Mm -hmm. That shit adds up. So, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to pay you $50 through Venmo. You're going to pull it out. Now it's not $50 anymore. It's 45. Right? Now you're going to go send some money to someone with Venmo. You're going to send $40. That's not 40. It's 35. When he goes to put it in his bank account, $5 is gone, gone, gone. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a fucking racket is what that is. That is a fucking total racket. So as Bitcoin becomes this thing that more and more people are using, you know, now they've got it able to do transactions through like a credit card. Mm-hmm. Like, do you take Bitcoin? No. Okay. You just did. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. Out the I did the other day with Cash App, actually. Yeah. yeah. So you can pay with Bitcoin. It'll tra- do all the transferring. But you inevitably did. And the more this starts to happen, Right. The more transactions go across that network, that, right? It's not five bucks. It, it's it's you won't even really notice it for a long time, not until all the Bitcoin are out, and then the only real industry built around it is transaction fees. But those fees will never be what your bank charges you, right? Well, and it can yeah. never be. Oh, we're going to charge you fees. I mean, look what look what Wells Fargo does. We just open an account in your name. Oh yeah, they did a lot, and then we charge you out of this account for this one. <laughs> Huh. They, they did that. Just, they, well, they got busted. They got busted. Dude. They got busted. Well, everybody still going. Not just a few. It was a whole bunch. So basically, what? it's like it's hundreds of millions. It's, of dollars. it's like some like quadriplegic mugger coming up to you, going, "Give me your purse." You're just like, "Okay, here." <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait a minute here. That guy can't, he can't even touch you. Why the hell are you doing that? Quadriplegic right? mugger. But well, yeah, I mean, you know, you're, gonna, we're all, you're not going to. We're allowing all that to happen, and there is right. allowing them to rob. Allowing it, yeah. And and we one, go well. One of the things we learned about there's the Bitcoin network we've been talking about, which is this base layer, and people, other kinds of fud, fear, <laughs> uncertainty, doubt. This the the things that are against Bitcoin. It's like, well, it's so slow and it's old technology. And they talked about that. It's like, oh no, this is actually a base layer of a monetary system. This isn't designed to buy coffee at Starbucks. This is the same way that you settle transactions internationally. You can imagine sending money to Peru. You go through a bank tra- wire transfer is thirty five dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, actually, through Bitcoin, I can send a million dollars to Peru for five dollars. 
Somebody did a billion dollar transaction for $5. That was a transaction fee. That's an ATM fee. Um, that's a bit less. Yeah. But on top of the Bitcoin network and on top of this base layer, there's another layer called the Lightning Network. And we learned quite a bit about that too. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, some really cool. good presentations on it. And it's basically this global network that you can send money across borders without anybody's permission, without anybody asking anybody, without a third party. And well, this has a bit of a third party, but the third party is the network itself. And you can just bounce money from me to you and it may bounce through a bunch of nodes to get to you and for fractions of a penny, whatever the transaction is. It also, because of that, you can do something called microtransactions. We've never been able to do these before. So a microtransaction is, say um, that Isaac posts something pretty cool on the internet and I go, dude, that's awesome. I can push a like button. Well, there's new like buttons called zaps that you press it and instead of sending him just a thumbs up, it actually sends him 300 sats. And 300 sats is you know, less than a penny, but it's 300 sats. And then they add up and those sats continue to accrue value over time. And so instead of being an attention, attention society that we've talked about, like social media, it's all like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And that's, that's what you get is that thing. Instead, if you actually reward people for what they do through sats, it's no longer an attention that's based on you have to give up all of your private information to be this commodified thing. You're actually interacting with people in a more honest way. So it's another layer of these unintended effects of having micro, we couldn't, do microtransactions before because credit cards are charged too much on the fee. So you can't right. do a fraction of a penny to anybody. Right. But if we can do fractions of a penny to anybody, suddenly we can actually monetize all the things we like. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I like you. Here, have a little bit. No. Here, have a little bit. Have a little. And then people are doing that to you too. And everybody's like, hey, and nobody's skimming off the top. This thing, this Venmo skim you're talking mm -hmm. about, a microtransaction. Suddenly, we were talking about roads. What if on the road, we just no longer paid taxes for roads and we had no longer government involvement in roads? How would we handle that? Well, we have a road authority, like a toll authority, right? Mm -hmm. So every time you drive from here to town, you got to pay two cents, but you never have to pay taxes again. Would you take that deal? Yeah, 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 I would too. I would, yeah, I I, that would be an all right thing. Well, if without government, well, we have roads. Uh, no, yeah, we can figure out roads without government. Yeah, yeah. We can, we yeah. can do this. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. So only the people that use the roads pay for the roads too. That's kind of cool. Instead of everybody having to pay for the roads, it's like some people don't drive or don't drive that much. Those that drive a lot, you got to pay a little more. But hey, you deserve it. Right. So it's it's a meritocracy. Mm -hmm. We start moving to our meritocracy, whole society at a global level. And these like little, un not, not foreseen consequences come out of it because you start with a truth-based system. Suddenly everything becomes truthful and honest and there is no take. Let's get rid of the take everywhere we can. Yep. 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 So explain a little bit more about the lightning network. Is it okay. built on top of it? It is. is so it's, a, a it's another, it's another, I guess it's a layer and mm -hmm. you can think about the internet as layers too, because you're a computer guy, yeah. right? So we have, if we, if we go down to the layers of the internet, um, the TCP IP layer, mm -hmm. it shows up in your browser. It's like, what the fuck's that? I mean, I don't know when, but it turns out, um, that's the protocol that all computers can talk to all computers across the internet. Yeah. Right. Um, on top of that is another layer called, uh, uh, HT, HTTPS. Right. The hypertext layer. So that's another right. layer built on top. On top of that is another one called WWW, the World Wide Web. It's a whole other protocol built on top. Right. And each one of those layers gives greater functionality. But each one of them is a protocol for how computers can talk to each other. So money can be the same way. You have a base layer for base final settlement. Mm -hmm. It's the thing like countries trading gold to settle their, their balances. It, it is the ledger. It is the ledger. It is unmutable. Right. It is not controlled by everybody. And it's completely fair because without being fair, you lose. Everybody loses. Right. So 
You have that base layer. Built on top is a banking services layer that you can buy Starbucks coffee with called the Lightning Network. And it basically says, I'm going to lock up this much Bitcoin in a node, and you're going to lock up this much Bitcoin in a node. And because we have that up, that's liquidity on the network, and we can then transfer that liquidity without going back to the base layer. We transfer transactions between us. Gotcha. And there's millions of those. So then suddenly you can send money across. And as it bounces across nodes, it has no idea where it's going from or where it's going to. It only knows it came from this node, it's going to that node, but it has no idea what the final destination is. So it gives this whole layer of of more anonymity in your payments too. So you don't have the the Venmo thing, I just sent you money for pizza. (laughs) Right. It's like it it creates, and it's a very easy, simple network that settles instantly because Bitcoin settles every 10 minutes which is a long time for Starbucks, but a very short time for a bank transfer that can take three days right? <laughs> across right. the 1970s network called the right. Swift network that's still as old and decrepit as it is because that keeps them in power, having that old decrepit system. Right, right. And that's just if you're sending money to somebody. If you're actually using it for transactions at a Starbucks, that's instant. It's instant, yeah. Right. It's great. Because that Bitcoin's already been allocated to a Right, so the liquidity's right. there. So it's a liquid, okay. it's a liquid network. To where if you're wanting to go like into your vault and pull some out, just send somewhere, well, that's, uh, you know, 10-minute transfer. Right. It's not call the guy, have him come pick up all your gold. Hopefully he doesn't steal it and drive off with it mm-hmm. and make sure he goes to the right place, load it, unload it, pay him for that, pay him for that, pay him for that, pay him for that, pay him for that. Yeah. You know, there was another aspect of it that I thought was really interesting because it's like, well, how does it have value? Well, how does dollars have value? <laughs> we all say, okay, I'll take that for that. You know, so it's it's, it's just transferring the 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 agreement you have that money has value to something that actually has a fair value. So it's not a big leap. You know, we all, we're going to exchange with something. Does it have to be something material? Not Mm. anymore. It's not. I mean, how many people are even spending cash anymore? I know most of the people I see, they're fucking, they just stick their phone up there. Right. You know, so you're already there, right? Your wealth is on you. So he was talking about like, imagine there's someone like, you know, in Ukraine, that the, things are happening, they need to get out the fuck out of there. But because there's all of the wealth is accumulated in dollars and objects, uh, he needs to leave. The house is his wealth. He can't sell it. There's nothing there. It, there's no one to sell it to. Right. Car's gone. You're not taking that. You're just going to take the clothes and get the fuck out of Dodge. Well, you left all your wealth behind. So now what are you? You're a marooned fucking dude. You are what? A refugee. What? A refugee. refugee. Yeah. Right? But imagine, right, that, okay, you got your, the words, you know, for those of you who don't know, there's, you, you have your, your phrases, which is your key. Your seed phrase. Your, your, yeah. yeah. Tw- 12 or 24 words that are your right of ownership of Bitcoin. That's what it is. It's just a password right. that's represented as either 12 or more securely as 24 words. Yeah. You know, and you memorize that in your head so you know what those words are, right? And then you can leave your war-torn country, get the fuck out of Dodge, take all your wealth with you. Right. Because it's not anything, you don't, you're not dragging gold across the desert. You know what I'm saying? What you're actually doing is opting out of one jurisdiction for a more friendly jurisdiction to your exactly. life. And let's play the game theory on that a little bit. So let's, let's go ahead and say, okay, we have draconian governments that are anti-Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and they wish to outlaw it and ban it. Cool. Guess what the Bitcoiners are going to do? They're going to walk across that border or fly across or drive across or fl- or ship across a border 
and leave that jurisdiction and go to a more friendly jurisdiction. With their wealth. With their wealth. wealth. That the country desperately doesn't want to lose at this time of dystopia. And uh, they're going to go to a a, a jurisdiction that's more friendly to them. And that jurisdiction is going to accumulate a shit ton of wealth, a shit ton of wealthy citizens. So what will that incentivize? Are countries more likely to tend towards dystopian measures or more openness to people that have Bitcoin and privacy and sovereignty? And what will the world look like when that whole game plays out? Because um, all the ones that want to be dystopian are going to be pretty empty of capital and people. And all the ones that have already decided to be part of Bitcoin, which is El Salvador, the first one to take, Mm -hmm. which is stunning the way it's transformed in three years from the most dangerous place in Central America to the safest. And they're educating their kids as to what Bitcoin is and their adults. There's programs that are happening there. And those kids are starting to join the network as programmers to defend Bitcoin. And suddenly they're high tech individuals in Central America that are highly motivated to do this thing that transformed their country. Um, are they ever going to be a dystopian country against Bitcoin? I don't think so. And as soon as other Central and South American countries see that, they're going to be that way. And Africa, if they're transforming their whole society, so perhaps the financial centers of the world in the future may be in South and Central America and Africa because they got in first, they understood what this was, and they defended it. Mm-hmm. And they became the best jurisdictions to live in with your wealth. Mm. Right. How would that transform our world? Right. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> How, I I guess to get back to kind of, um, or to expand upon that a little bit. So you were talking about, or one of you, I forget, um, about actually like using, like spending Bitcoin without like, you know, spending Bitcoin, you know, like through, um, lightning debit card or do like debit Debit cards and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like I have a, um, like I have a wire X card, Mm -hmm. right. Where I can have Bitcoin sent to me and then I can transfer that Bitcoin into, I guess, USD, but it's linked up to a card. So I can go into Walmart or wherever and basically I'm spending Bitcoin, right? Right. right. What are some of the, I guess, best ways? I mean, that was just a kind of a, a, a stopgap way that I just kind of stumbled upon. I was super so, quick, but like, well, like, what, like, what are some of the actual, like, good practical ways that people are using to different, different, country, different countries are different. Yeah. So and different countries have different systems. If you're in Canada, there's some really cool stuff you can do there. Bull Bitcoin's an amazing Bitcoin company mm-hmm. that has figured out how you can go to a post office in Canada and buy Bitcoin anonymously there and put your bull Bitcoin what? account. Oh, yeah. It's stunning. And they have a lot of financial service around it. If you're in the United States, a really simple one that's easy, that's native, that's, oh, we have, Ven- I have like PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, all these things on your phone. Well, just the Cash App, it's kind of like the rest, right? Except that it's owned by Jack Dorsey, who's dedicated the rest of his life to making Bitcoin important in our world. Right. And so the Cash App, you can get money, you can have your employer deposit your paycheck into your Cash App as Bitcoin without any fees. So suddenly you've purchased Bitcoin through your paycheck <laughs> and then you only pay fees to convert it into fiat wish, when you wish to. So you actually right. store your wealth on Cash App. Don't store your wealth on Cash App. Store enough spending money there. Actually, if you have Bitcoin, put it in cold storage. This is very important. Yeah. <laughs> but for that spending money, you, the Cash App is a real, for Americans, Cash App's a really easy way to do it. Fold is a credit card that's a Bitcoin native. They're a smaller company, but they're a Bitcoin native and it's Visa Network. So you're basically spending Bitcoin. Fold, Visa. Like, Fold F-O-L-D. Okay. Mm-hmm, is a company. And so different countries will have their, I don't know how international our clients are, our podcasts, <laughs> but if you look it up, like, 
actually go to a local meetup and you can find out a lot of yeah. things from people or you can research together as a meetup too like how can we do this better here right. so talk more about cold storage and the importance of storing your bitcoin yeah. off of any type of it's app having or here today. anything <laughs> like that or, well i'm I, I just you know talking to the non the non yeah, yeah. bitcoiners out there i mean yeah so uh, a lot of people that got in bitcoin and i did the first time was i bought off coinbase and it's mm -hmm. a casino it's a it's a it's an exchange <laughs> it's an exchange that sells bitcoin and then five thousand other cryptocurrencies and all of those all the way by the way are all scams i'll just say that now mm. even the stable coins if you're storing your wealth in the stable coins like tether you will get screwed so it's a casino for that reason <laughs> but if you bought in coinbase and then you're bitcoin, oh yeah i got put bitcoin from coinbase and it's on coinbase and it's been there for three years um Coinbase has been in big trouble about going down, and several have. Binance may go down. If you're in Binance, uh, your money's not safe at all. Mm. So you may buy through those organizations, and then you can transfer it out of their website, out of their custody, into a little USB device, USB mm. looking device. It's uh, called a, a hard wallet. And when you create that hard wallet, your 12 or 24 words are generated for you. You write this on a piece of paper initially. And then you have your, your Bitcoin is sitting basically on that signing device is another term for it. Mm -hmm. So if you wish to spend it, you have that device that helps you make a transaction. I want to send you a little bit of Bitcoin. You want to send me, I can receive it. You can do it to this device. The, the paper with the 12 or 24 words, I prefer 24 words, mm -hmm. you write it on paper. But if you lose that paper, you've just lost all your Bitcoin. Right. So you want to put it in a safer place. So what I do, what I recommend, and actually there's a couple of uh, new ways. To yeah, this, I, I like that guy's way. It was cool. We have a, a friend in Germany, his company called Cedor, C-E-E-D-O-R, and they, they has a device for stamping your words into washers, stainless steel washers, and it's contained in this stainless steel container that's all rust and fireproof and stuff. Oh, that's, wow. that's a very cool way. Yeah. Another way is there's a $20 uh stainless steel or titanium plate from Amazon and they're designed for having 24 words stamped onto them and you get a stamp set with a hammer and you yourself stamp your words into steel or titanium oh. and if you do that then it's fireproof rust proof waterproof so your paper is not you, you don't want your you don't want to keep it on paper because this is right. way too important for that <laughs> so you stamp it on there and then you secure that in place and then the next level of security if that's just you know fifty hundred dollars maybe a thousand dollars that's a good way to do it but once you start getting into oh this is actually my ira mm -hmm. then you want a multi-sig which is basically there's three keys to to get your bitcoin and any two of them can 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 get to your bitcoin gotcha. so you keep one with you in a safe place you store one in a separate location, maybe a different jurisdiction, different state with another family member, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then the third one you can hold in the, a custodial company. And that way... It's you, like Swan. Yeah, like Swan's a good example. Unchain's another one. Casa's another one that are all Bitcoin um, companies that do this sort of holding that third key for you. Ah, okay. And um, But they can't get into it without... Right, they, they, they can't they get only into have it one. But if you, have, if you right. die in your errors, like say your mom's house, you have one key there, you have the casa she's like oh yeah i need just to get with whoever or swan and say hey my, my whatever this tragedy happened now i need to get to this thing they can actually have that person to help them through that process too right, right. So, so if you have one key mm -hmm. right and in because i think swans was you get two and they have one yes right. that's correct right so and if you lose one you could plug in the other one. They plug in theirs, and it'll retrieve it the second key. So you never so it lose your safety. It creates gotcha. it creates safety in two ways: that you have more redundancy in your keys, but also you've sec you've separated access to your Bitcoin from your home, and this is really important. 
So say somebody comes to your door with a gun and says, I want your Bitcoin. Say, sir, I have it in a multi-sig wallet. I can't get it. You can cut my hands off and I still can't give it to you because it's not here. And if all Bitcoiners are storing it in multi-sig wallets like that, then hey, it's called a five it's called a five dollar wrench attack that I can steal all your Bitcoin with a five dollar wrench in my hand. <laughs> and so if you have it in a multi-sig, then it's not. And then you have a whole world that everybody's storing their value in a multi-sig wallet. Mm. There's no need to go into anybody's home and hold them at gunpoint anymore because the answer's already it's not here. Right. So suddenly you have a much safer world. Right, because there's nothing... That's, that has profound consequences. Because right. if you have your, all your wealth in gold, you either have to store that gold in somebody else's vault or you have to put it in your basement. And if you have bars upon bars of gold in your basement um, and somebody comes to your door with a gun, it's going to get real ugly real fast. Right. <laughs> so that's a problem with gold. Yeah. And mostly people store it somewhere else and they pay a fee for doing that. There's right. all, you're transferring mm -hmm. that anywhere, trying to leave the country with it, you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, You know, and a lot of, you know, the people that are on the upper crust of, of financial things, you know, it's like Pete, they don't buy that shit for novelty. Mm -hmm. They buy it because it holds value. I mean, anybody that, you know, is in that upper echelon of financial stability, that's what they're doing. So when they go buy a watch, right, for a hundred thousand bucks, that watching, you know, that value is going to stay. So it's, it's, it, it, they're basically storing their wealth in their house. They're called monetary premiums on things that are scarce. Right. And one of those things is property. The reason we have $600,000 houses that nobody can freaking afford instead of $20,000 houses that a young couple could back in the 50s, 60s. My parents paid 28 grand for their house. Exactly. What happened to those days, right? Yeah. Now that same house is 400,000 bucks. And that the reason is, is because there's no good place to put your value. Right. So it's a monetary premium on real estate. So suddenly, if there's a, and it's not a really good one because you have to pay taxes every year. There's a lot of upkeep, the mortgage to pay off. By the time you finish paying off a 30 year mortgage, you've put just as much back into it, just in repairs and upkeep and everything else. Mm. So actually having a store value that's better than that. It's a vault what, that needs maintenance. What will that do to the real estate market? What it does, it sucks the, pre, the monetary premium out of real estate and real estate drops to the value of utility. Mm. Wouldn't okay. that be a nice world to live right. in? Where a piece of land that's bare or a piece of land with a property on it, cost $50,000 because that's what it's worth. That's how much lumber is in it. And that's how much it's just, hey, a place to live, man. Right. It's got a prettier view, pay a little more. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And you know, the kind of thing is, is, you know, and most Americans, you know, those that aren't like super wealthy, their wealth is in their house. Mm -hmm. It's in the walls of their house. It's <laughs> in that fucking house. <laughs> well, we already know that can be taken. <laughs> right? right and they know where to find you and your wealth <laughs> they just walk right into your castle your castle is your wealth and that uh that's scary to me because you know that that we see what happens i mean now you got what blackrock owning one third of all the single family homes mm -hmm. in the united states and renting them out at at rates people can't afford you know, this is what's going on. They're just stealing it from us. This is another interesting topic in the conversation is BlackRock. Because <laughs> that's what's interesting is BlackRock, because I was like, hmm, wait a minute here. So there's a lot of talk, and I don't know when this is going to be happening. There's got to be, the FCC's got to pass a rule for this. Yeah. And they're going to do it. It's expected to be first or second quarter next year. So BlackRock is getting into Bitcoin. After really? talking shit on it for so many years, here they come. Yeah, BlackRock's been the big proponent of ESG, which is environmental, societal, and governance. They wish to make a world that has 
environmental concerns and societal beauty and governance that feels good for people. Yeah, okay. So, so nothing the catch. to be happy. And and so and their ESG <laughs> so far their ESG program seems like, oh, we need to enslave all these people that don't have wealth and we need to control them and we need to make sure they're not misbehaving. So we need a lot of tracking of every one of their movements plus purchases and then punish them if they make a bad choice against the mm. environment. So this is the dystopia they wish to create. And we're going to have these things called carbon credits. And guess what? That doesn't mean you have to create an environmental facility. You just have to create a facility that makes enough money to pay somebody else to be good for you. Mm. And those that can pay get to play and those that can't pay are called you know the underlings that are all the slaves of society basically what the what a factory could do is go down to skid row right and pay everybody for their carbon credits yep that they're never going to use uh, and then continue to run the way they always have yep right. and that is what will happen yeah, no. there will be no change in environmental so, you'll have to follow the rules they will have bought their way out of them so it's funny the, gotcha. the, the, the pollution stays the same <laughs> and all of that they wish to do through either technology surveillance and regulations so that's a that's a that's a society that has more surveillance regulations and penalties and that's how so to get people to behave there's, there's a couple different ways and you can either force them to behave the way you wish them to guns or a better way is to incentivize them to behave the way you wish them to just wave it around like if you can actually create a world that's re-incentivized for people to behave better then actually the world behaves better and so Bitcoin can accomplish all of those goals without any more, with much less surveillance or none. Um, no more regulations. There's no regulations needed. So the company that's going to Africa to build the power plants, there was no government alliance program funding from the IMF that created that whole thing. It was people that had money that wished to bring it to them to make this place a better place. So you have a re-incentivized world. So people are behaving in a way that's, that's actually more socially acceptable, has less governance, mm -hmm. and is environmentally concerned. So suddenly you've re-incentivized the world to be a better place. Wow. But when BlackRock comes into Bitcoin, this is interesting. I was like, that, that's like Satan walking in your fucking front door. Was BlackRock like, like actually at the Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they weren't there. I'm pretty, well, they, they might have had like people. Yeah, you're like looking around going, okay, who's the Fed here? Right. In the Bitcoin There's world, they're pretty much every fifth person's a, a spook. <laughs> Just assume every fifth person's a spook. Right, right. They're, they're, it's threatening. Right. It's threatening to their way of, of dominating everything. Right. It's a threat. Yeah. They see that as a threat. Yeah. And, you know, so you kind of, I don't know, I'm then. It it's obviously takes a lot of education to get yourself to where you understand what it is mm -hmm. and how you see. And you, I mean, you're going to have to do some research. You're going to have to look into like some things, some situations that have come up over the years and, and see what that clearly is. And then you can see how, how, what this, this Bitcoin thing is. And I'll, it's as part of that, but it's kind of like, you know, cause I was asking like, well, BlackRock's coming. No one can stop them. Bitcoin's an open network. No right. one can stop them. But what are you coming in for? What, what are you gonna What are you gonna attempt to do? That's a secure network. So, you're not going to be able to do much there. Right. The only thing you're ever going to do is inflate the price. Well, here's you know, here's really. the plan. Here's the plan. So what they they're one of of eight different companies that are gonna that are applying for something called an ETF. A, I was going to ask you how are they actually. So doing it's this? actually yeah. it's a it's a, a financialized. Thing of Bitcoin. So, and we were talking about 2008. Paper it was a Bitcoin. financial, so it's paper Bitcoin. So basically, 
here's what you do. And, and oh yeah, it and sounds bad is, already. This is, yeah, this is the way the stock market works. We have these uh, ETFs or I can't remember the thing. Something funds. It's a fund where you actually have, you actually are, are uh, you're. You're aggregating the thing together, and you're you're causing opportunity for somebody to buy it, but you're actually you're actually custodying it for them. So BlackRock would actually you would buy part of the ETF, they would purchase Bitcoin on your behalf, hold that for you, and then give you paper Bitcoin. And then they they then on your balance sheet on their their ledger says you own this much Bitcoin according to our BlackRock ledger. Oh. So suddenly you're not on the Bitcoin ledger, you're in the BlackRock ledger. Right. Gotcha. And. So, but there's certain organizations that can only do that. They can't actually, or at least they don't have the mechanisms because Bitcoin's never existed previously. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have the internal mechanisms for doing this. So if you're a um, retirement fund, if you're a pension fund, if you're a family net worth office, so these are very wealthy families that have offices, like a whole company that just manages their wealth for them. Mm -hmm. um, if you're this high, a really high net worth in the U.S., there's certain regulations of how you can invest money, how much percentages of things you can have, and that sort of thing, because mm -hmm. they just start regulating at that level. Um, if you're a big corporation that's publicly traded, you can't just have Bitcoin have Johnny down in the county and hold it for you because that wouldn't be so safe. So they have to have a custodian of this. And so, so BlackRock is counting on, there's a whole bunch of money that wants to get to safety, wants to get to Bitcoin, but they, can't, they have to go through an ETF to do it. Right. The problem is BlackRock controls the ledger. So that means... Does BlackRock play fair? Did they know how to play with integrity? They never have before. No. Right, yeah. So what are they going to do? So they're going to come in and they're going to try to financialize this a little bit further so you can buy Bitcoin on leverage. You give us $1,000, uh, we give you $10,000 worth of Bitcoin. Uh, and so once they do that, once they start putting leverage into it, here's what happens. That there's vol price volatility in Bitcoin. And what people say is, well, it, it's been up and now it's been down. But what they don't notice, it's all a, 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 a sawtooth and up and to the right. The highs are this high, but when they get up the lows, they don't fall below the last high, typically. They bounce in the middle. They, they, it bounces out. It's going up and up. But what the volatility does is it, it just it wipes out bad players. So if you play with leverage in Bitcoin, mm -hmm. you will be wiped out, like destroyed. And so Bitcoin... It, when BlackRock gets it, it'll be like 1% of their balance sheet, perhaps. But that 1% of the balance sheet may bring the whole empire down. Which Interesting. Because yeah. if they play games, Bitcoin punishes through volatility. And those that just purchase it and hold it are secure. So if you buy $1,000 worth of Bitcoin, mm -hmm. and then the price drops drastically for the next two to three years, don't sell it. Right. Keep it. Hang on to it. Yeah. And then after... Five years in the in the fourteen year history, almost fifteen year of history. If you hold it for five years, you're way up. You're at least double. Right. So, just hold it at least five years, but better hold as much as you can for all of your life and pass it on to your heirs, so they can pass it on to their heirs and they can pass it on to their heirs. There is no way to actually do generational wealth any way, way else. Stocks, bonds, lands, gold, silver. Any of those things, if you try to pass that four generations down, it will be gone before it reaches yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say but that, with, like, the built, they were fucking, your money was gone in two generations. Wow. The so Rockefellers are almost done. You can't pass on generational wealth, but you can with Bitcoin. And even just holding a single Bitcoin, there's not enough single Bitcoins in the world for every millionaire currently. So if you can acquire one whole Bitcoin, that would be an amazing abundance in your life. Yeah. Mm. And it will just go up in value. Right. And keep going and going and going and going. So what are some good ways to buy Bitcoin without putting your name on it? So 
The U.S. government has two regulations. One is called Know Your Customer, also known as KYC, mm -hmm. and uh, AMA, the Anti-Money Laundering something, whatever, right. AML, Anti-Money Laundering Laws. And these laws are purported to keep drug dealers, terrorists, and bad actors from interchanging to, to, to laundering money within the United States. Mm. These laws apply to every citizen in the United States, whether you're a good citizen or not. And how effective have they been to catch the bad guys? Almost zero, like less than 1%. Mm -hmm. So well, yeah. these laws are designed to be a surveillance upon the population to see how they are actually using their money, where it goes, and making sure they can extract value th from it through taxation and fees mm -hmm. all along the way. And this is a criminal, criminal, like you talk crime senate, this is criminal laws here. Right. And so every company that operates within the borders of the United States has to follow these laws. So you, if Swan's an exchange, they follow these laws. You have to give them all your information. Coinbase is one of these. Um, Crack and Binance. Well, Binance is actually outside of the United States, but there's a U.S. division that has to follow right. these rules. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have to give up your name and, and, and everything, and your, your, your ID, everything, mm -hmm. and then they track you all the way through, and they can. But that was not the way the Bitcoin network is designed. When Satoshi designed it, it's a peer-to-peer -peer network. So I should be able to have Bitcoin, and I can send it to you, and nobody else has to be involved. And if nobody else is involved, nobody else can extract value from that transaction. But if you buy it off Exchanges America, you have your name on it. There's three ways that I there's three ways I know that you can have it without that attached to it, and that are legal. <clears throat> One is you can mine Bitcoin, mm -hmm. and when you are and when you mine Bitcoin, you're typically part of a pool. So whatever your computer generates in electricity, you can typically get back what you're paying electricity for about that much Bitcoin per month. It's somewhere in there. It's a, it's a tricky business for sure. There's a lot that go into it. But, and that Bitcoin that comes to you went through no third party. You just plugged a computer into the wall and you ran a open source, free and open source software program <clears throat> that uh, creates value for a network that rewards you in Bitcoin for doing so. And your name does not need to be involved. Another way is HODL HODL. And I can't think of the name of the other one at this moment. But HODL HODL is a peer-to-peer -peer exchange network mm -hmm. where you can either send through Venmo, your bank. There's some other clever ways that you can get money into that network and then purchase Bitcoin from somebody else. And it doesn't have your name attached to it because you purchased it directly from them without having to give your identity. Just it, maybe an email address and you can have a very anonymous email address. Is it kind of like a escrow type deal? There's an escrow deal. So you okay. are putting up value. They hold an escrow. They're putting up the Bitcoin and it's held in value. And as soon as both values are in place, they're executed in the other direction. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Are there bad actors in there? I, I think I haven't really heard of them, but there's a, a rating along with them. So you can see the people that have traded value ah, and that, okay. that, that, hey, this is a trustworthy person that has that wants to keep doing this. And so they're not going to ruin their reputation. Would that for, be a way that you could just take cash and get it into? Is there? There's trickier ways. Trickier ways. Right. There is. There's also this uh, company called Azteco that you can purchase um, coupons that are a representation of Bitcoin. So it's a paper Bitcoin, but then you can take that coupon or that, that has uh, a QR code. QR, it has a QR code and you can deposit that into a wallet without having to give up your name. So if you can find a, an Azteco dealer, that's one way to do it. Azteco. Okay. And they have a website and they have little pins and you can find where you can your find area. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the most intimidating thing about Bitcoin for people 
it's not that you know you're not going to lose money in it there's just no way right i mean it's already established it's been here it's sticking around you know the ten thousand of them bought two pizzas what 12 years ago mm -hmm. 13 years yep. ago dominoes yeah you know and it's like well it shot up to 50 60,000 <laughs> it dropped back to 16 yeah and it equalized in the middle and it's been doing this the whole time. So, you know, you go into those halvings and it's like, it just equalizes. It always goes to balance. That's what I found interesting is looking at the, those churches like, yeah, you know, it goes up and down, but the balance remains the same. It, it stays balanced yeah. in its valuation. One so it's not going to, it hits a volatility, goes down, but it goes right back up and then right. sits there. Right. And then another event happens and it shoots up and then it goes way down and then it equalizes in the middle higher than it was the last time, higher than it was the mm -hmm. last time. So it's spending more time at a balanced high value than it has being volatilely low. It, 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 you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, and you know, it's like, well, it went to 60,000 and it went back down. You never had that 60,000. Right. It's not like you put sixty thousand in. I mean, you know, right. and if you did buy it at sixty thousand, well, and it went to twenty five, well, you might want to hold on to that, right? Yeah. You know, don't let it go because you know you're going to lose value. It, it incentivizes you to hold on to it because it's going to start creeping up, and then suddenly you're going to be even keel, and then you're going to be over even keel. Mm -hmm. You know, so it seems. Nice. But I think the thing that really is intimidating to people is you are your own bank, mm -hmm. right? The minute you have that cold wallet and you pull your wealth and you stick it in that cold wallet that's under your jurisdiction right you're the one holding that personal responsibility personal responsibility without it you can't you right. can't participate mm -hmm. so there's a lot of learning in that right and part of that learning is is do you see how you sometimes squander your own life force mm -hmm. like you squander your dollars you squander your intelligence like you squander your it just it, it's not gonna it's one of those things where i think what's interesting about it is it crosses the threshold of just being a financial thing into personal responsibility is really important right now because if we're not this world goes to shit you know everybody's got to have some responsibility well if you're responsible for where you get your food and how what your wealth is suddenly it transfers to now you're going to be looking at your life a little differently especially if the money you're holding isn't losing value mm -hmm. you're in no rush to get rid of it right mm -hmm. so your purchases will be like okay i'm going to have to spend something that's going to be worth far more here soon right do i want to spend it for that thing is that thing going to go up in value or down else i'll hold off so it's interesting that because it actually has value and increases in value it's actual in a sense protected wealth we don't have to go fucking be frivolous with it mm, yeah. which means what well consumption goes down and then you go in there it's like i'm not spending something so valuable on something that is not made well which is mm -hmm. now the companies are going to have to go, fuck, we're going to have to make a car that lasts 50 years because nobody's going to buy right. this. No, we won't. We'll just buy used cars. Just buy right. some used car, run it out, and you know, never buy your new car. Right? So they're going to have to come into line with, guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to get rid of planned obsolescence. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. going to have to make valuable <laughs> products, not the oh, shit yeah. you're throwing at us now because the dollars you're made, you're, you're buying the supplies from our shit they're buying shit and you're making shit and you're consuming shit mm -hmm. you know it's like there's so it's like you could actually have a world where you buy a car that car is built to last the entirety of your life yeah because you're not interested in giving up wealth for it 
Right. You'll pay for it as an expenditure, but you're not going to go dumping your wealth into something, you know, and it's like watching these guys, like the guy driving up in the fucking Ferrari. It's like, <laughs> whoa, it's like dude, really? We, we, we yeah. talked to him for a while. That yeah, he was interesting. I won't mention his name because, wow, what a, <laughs> just off the rails. You know, and there was that. I mean, there's some people in but there that's like. There's some chance of. Yeah. The other thing I really wanted to bring mm-hmm. up, because those guys really touched my heart in a big way. Hmm. Um, Alex. Yeah, Alex Stanzik. Alex Stanzik was one of them. From uh, he he works at Swan and he has he's a host of a program in the mornings on Twitter called Cafe Bitcoin at eight a.m. Mountain Time. Um, yeah. So, Ant, Ant is amazing. So what what's the what's his full tag, Ant? Uh, well, actually, Alex calls him Battle Ant. <laughs> Battle Ant. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm sure his name's Anthony. He's an anonymous uh, person who wishes to remain private for whatever reasons he has in his life. And thank God that is a right we should all have is to be private. And private doesn't mean secret. Private means the... Honor um, your privacy. You no, it, it means the optionality to reveal information about yourself only when you wish to mm. and not all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's privacy. And Bitcoin is not secret, it's private. Dude, that dude is straight up brother. He's he's a really cool dude. We got to hang out with him quite a bit. And yeah. he's very, very knowledgeable. So what part of the Bitcoin community, I guess, like where where is so, this niche? So and it's actually owned Cafe Bitcoin in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, so and he's publicly said that, you know, he works in the oil and gas industry, so I'm not doxing him in that. He's a programmer. Okay. Uh, he's developed actually a free app on Bitcoin. So he was tired of checking the Bitcoin price on some corporate app. He's like, they have ads and everything else. Mm. Screw this. I'm going to make a, a project where I do my own thing. And it's called Time Chain Stats. You okay. can download it free on Apple, Android, whatever. And it actually gives you a nice visualization. It gives you the price, but it gives you all this visualization of other information about Bitcoin. Like the movement, the transactions. Yeah. It, like how much is in the mempool, which is like, that hasn't been cleared, cleared to the network yet. And that's been through some really interesting times the last six months where it got really, really big. Now it's back down small again. There's reasons for that. And you can just probe into this world. Uh, We've, we've talked a lot of technical stuff in this talk, and I, I wanted to say to anybody that this is all new to, that it doesn't have to be this complicated, that you don't have to know all this stuff to own Bitcoin. It's actually really simple. But I would recommend that people learn something about Rather than just buy Bitcoin and not know, actually learn so that when you own it, you can do something valuable. You realize it. what it is. You got and, and the best first right. book, well, there's a number of good first books. One that's a little more technical is called um, The Bitcoin Standard. But Bullish on Bitcoin, that's a, a, a smaller book that may be easy, more accessible. Tomer's so, book. Tomer's book. Tomer's book has this amazing book called Why Bitcoin. And it's, a 20, it's 21, 25 pages. It's a beautiful picture book and actually goes into all the different aspects of the profound ramifications of Bitcoin beyond money. But the Bitcoin veterans, oh, yeah. um, and also the Cafe Bitcoin, <laughs> Ant was on there. That guy is the shit. <laughs> Seriously. He really I mean, is. That dude is... He's solid. I like him, and he's solid. It's, he's a warrior. It's he's more, present. He is there. He's, he's not fluffy. That's, he's not fluffy. He's, he's not my gonna, kind of guy. He's not going to pull smoke <laughs> on the grass. He's going to say, hey, look. You'll don't. never catch him in cosmic tights. And, oh, and there you go. Uh, All right. Uh, those are my people. Cosmic. You know, and it's you know, like, he's, I consider them my spiritual community in a lot of ways. The people that I met this weekend was mm-hmm. Alex for sure. You know, I'm looking at him like, that dude, see him. He's seen some shit. There's no doubt about it. Um, he's a veteran. But... Him, Shane Hazel. Yeah. Uh, nah, dude, yeah, he's cool shit. I mean, that guy's... You know, 
And the and then there was a couple of them on stage. I don't remember their names. Uh, I can maybe give them to you. The younger guy, real heartfelt. He oh, really oh, Mickey Koss. He was and that, really his last name's uh, C O S S, I think. And he's written. He just he was talked about this in the, the thing we saw that like nine months ago. He was just a dude. He was a, he's in the military, so he gets out in four months. His long career in there and stuff. But he just saw a link one day. Oh, you can submit an article to Bitcoin Magazine. So he just submitted an article like nine months ago, and then just kept going. Just like, hey, I'll just write another article. Write another. He's had several published in Forbes now about Bitcoin, and they're positive pieces in Bitcoin. Like, why does Bitcoin save the environment? It's like very provocative. Type. Like, well, that can't be right. It uses too much electricity. He's like, well, no, actually, you just don't yeah. know all the information yet. So there's really like. People who are dedicated, you know, it's like they're not dedicated to Bitcoin. It's like they work for Bitcoin. Nobody works, works Bitcoin, for Bitcoin. Yeah, right? That's the great right? thing. They're just uh, pioneers and, and really the, the forward thinkers <coughs> of a new movement that's coming up. And to me, it's like, and I, I don't know how it's going to fall in people's ears, you know, thinking, you know, for the longest time, I mean, you know, it's like what I do for, you know, what I do in my life. Mm -hmm. um, it, it really lends itself to the spiritual communities. Those are coming apart. I mean, where I watch it, it's like I haven't seen one that stays together. Hmm. There's always some personal shit involved. There's some kind of kiping involved. There's some kind of manipulation Agenda. involved. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's uh, you know, it can really be destroyed by a bad actor. Yeah. To where in that Bitcoin community, I'm seeing presence. I'm seeing intelligence. I'm seeing accountability. I'm seeing self-responsibility. I'm seeing people who are encouraging others. And they're not in competition. It's not to see who's the most whatever. They're actually like lending a hand to each other. You know, which is really a culture that I would like to see rise up. So, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going in full bore just because <laughs> I like those people, you know. But anyway, so who, Hoffa? Hoffa, well, and he's Hoffa, part of Swan. Hoffa's, Hoffa, and that's what I have to say what his whole name is because that's kind of a nickname for him. And so, well, like Jimmy Hoffa on <laughs> is his actual real name is Rafael Zagera, Zagera, I think. And then his Twitter handle is Alpha Zeta. So, but he's the chief information officer for Swan Bitcoin. So you can look up his profile super there. Brilliant, too. Listening to him is, yeah, you're just like, I mean, Alex says this is one of the smartest people I've ever known in my life. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and you know, so the cafe Bitcoin. That's actually, I because you know, you were watching it live at the, at the conference. Mm. It's like, yeah, this is actually really cool. These people know what the hell they're talking about, which is nice. You know, and there's probably plenty in what they're some ungodly number of podcasts. So there's plenty okay. to go through, mm -hmm. you know, if anybody wanted to do that. But the, the Bitcoin veterans, you know, they're, I talked to them quite a bit. And, you know, we're going to hopefully... You know, it, it's in the works, it's in the talks to kind of join forces a little bit and start bringing veterans up here. Because mm, I, you know, and that's been a hard thing for me for a long time. Um, I know those people, the, the veterans that, because, you know, listening to their stories, we went over there to be warriors for a country we love. And it turns out that uh, we're not, this is not good. What we're doing over here is not good. And they see how money flows into that military mm -hmm. industrial complex. And this is a way to kind of counter it. But, you know, there's some, I, I think that, you know, some of the work we do up here would be really beneficial. And then, but the camaraderie's there. That's what I've always liked about the veterans groups. Mm -hmm. you know. And the other ones are the NFL players we have. Yeah. Come up here. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It's like there's this brotherhood there. And, you know, it's like, and like one of them was saying, you know, it's really an interesting thing that 
you're standing next to somebody and you know that they're watching your back and you're watching theirs, there's a connection there. That when they come back into society, it's not there. Right. And they still feel like they have work to do in as a warrior, not a soldier. Right. And it's kind of hard to like find where that is in this world. How right. to channel that. Yeah. Energy. And how to just clean out all the debris of, you know, maybe past experience in order to see forward. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had talked to Alex quite a bit and we're talking about, you know, they're going to come up and, and visit hopefully sooner yeah, than hopefully later. Sure. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and what I was really impressed by is that Swan team. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, I saw some of the other ones, but those were the people that really, in, you know, were inviting and that we're really interested in having conversations and you know even meeting the ceo what's his name Corey. Corey clipstein clipstein, clipstein cool, actually clipstein. yeah he's super cool well it's funny that is not a he's not like your businessman type guy he's right? a founder he's a founder. And, and founders are like passionate about what they do Dude, and will defend right. their people at all costs yeah. right but that whole mm -hmm. that whole group solid as can be okay yeah. you know and you know i know a little bit about the what they're you know what swan does you know, and you know, that's you go check that out for yourself, but they're the trustworthy bunch. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of you know, like you know, the Sam Bankman Freeds of the whole <laughs> thing. Stay away from them, but yeah, Swan wants to play this on the up and up, and you know, it's all pretty transparent. They're a Bitcoin financial services only company, right? So they're that's the a ones that will create a vault <clears throat> for you generate your keys get them to you they hold one you lose one you plug theirs they plug theirs and you get your other key back actually when you buy so bitcoin from them they don't charge anything to transfer to cold storage they want you to get into cold storage cold as storage. quickly as possible yeah 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 gotcha and so cold storage so those that don't know you're gonna have money you use and then you have money in a savings account right the savings account is kind of locked up well that's, no no that's all right that's how pretty, i see it yeah, yeah. This basically is your savings. You pull it off the network because you're not using any money from it. Right. So right. you take your savings, you put it on cold storage. It comes off the network. No one can touch it. No one can even see that you, and you just put it over there, you know, or however you decide to store it. That's mm -hmm. super important because that's your, that's your, your wealth. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting because you're just putting it over there. You just <coughs> got to watch it grow. You don't have to do anything. It's just growing because of this network that's having more and more integrity added to it every day. Mm -hmm. I, did, I did want to say something about that, though, um, because you're talking about like the ups and downs and stuff. And one of the concepts in Bitcoin is that one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. So if you buy one Bitcoin, if you have one Bitcoin and you hold it 10 years later, it hasn't gone down in value. It's still equal to one Bitcoin. Right. Now, the price of Bitcoin may fluctuate rapidly in that time. In fact, over 10 years holding one Bitcoin. Um, yeah. It's going to go up a lot. And that's not because somebody's made a product. It's not that Bitcoin's a good company. It's not that Bitcoin's, it's, 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 it's revolutionary money that eventually everybody's going to want. And there's only 21 million of them. So you might want to get some. Scarcity. And you get the price you deserve. So absolute scarcity causes absolute abundance on this planet. And we've never had that before. All the monies we've ever chosen <clears throat> with all the different governments, pe people that, that issue them. And even not, governments don't have to issue money, by the way. In prison, uh, ramen and cigarettes work for money there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And those hasn't been sanctioned by anybody, but they work quite well there mm -hmm. because that's how it goes down. So your money doesn't have to be issued by a government. In fact, this is the revolution of our society on the order of the printing price 
printing press bring about the Reformation in the church. The separation of state and money is actually what Bitcoin is all about. Mm. And in, serv in service of not, burning it, <laughs> perhaps not elimination of government, but the minimization of government and the maximization of freedom. It's the ultimate way to opt out of the system. And then you can opt out. Of and then another thing I was going to say is this, is that you can't change Bitcoin, but Bitcoin will change you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's true. Uh, you've actually listening to all many, many people I've met and also on Twitter as well, just uh, people's accounts of how this has profoundly changed them. Mm -hmm. Like what you're saying is, yeah, you take this one step of personal responsibility and suddenly your whole life's a hell of a lot more serious. Right. Right. And then you start taking everything. It's like, oh, people do a whole health diet thing, a whole fitness thing that they'd never done before. But it's like, well, I was open to this world and I realized, oh, I'm screwing up in a lot of places. I'm not screwing up, but I could do things a lot better. Let's well, just, it, that's, it, it, that's what I've been hearing a lot right. with your story. It lends itself to you for you to understand what is valuable. Yeah. It's and then, you, you know, you look at, okay, so, yeah. you know, you got something valuable. What else is valuable? Right kind of leads you in, and it gives you an open kind of courage to even look a little further so right. well you know i got a couple extra pounds i gotta get rid of. well then get your ass to the fucking gym right that gives you value it's like well i spent a lot of life force doing things i ought not to yeah that's your wealth you're spending it on things you ought not to you know you are it, now it's like well wait a minute what if i just don't expend so much energy into, into self-destruction what would happen well that energy would go into to reconstruction wouldn't it it sounds like a sneaky little teacher into personal responsibility integrity satoshi you know yeah. as far as i'm concerned he's prometheus <laughs> he stole the money printer from the gods mm -hmm. and put it in the hands of the people <laughs> just like prometheus took fire from the gods and gave it to man so he didn't mm -hmm. freeze to death you know, it's like, it's that, right? And it's like the gods, well, the usurpers, right? It's like they, he went into the usurpers, little thing, stole something from them. There you go. And gave it back to the people. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's interesting because it says in the Constitution that if your government becomes an authoritative thing, overrunning the Constitution, destroying the Bill of Rights, destroying your constitutional rights playing the wrong hand that the citizenry it is the citizenry's responsibility to undo that undo system it. and create one they see fit mm -hmm. what's interesting is the way this cabal is playing this criminal syndicate that took over the government if you are trying to change the government for the better move in you're a terrorist right so any group of citizens that are trying to get this thing fair for all, they're under attack. They are considered terrorists. They are considered enemy combatants. I mean, that's what they're being labeled as by mm -hmm. the FBI, by the CIA, by the NSA. These are combative people. Why? Because they're combating your injustice. And then, you know, and that's why to me, it's like, yeah, okay. It's one thing Bitcoin can really do for the America bring them out of fucking complacency because you're being complete we're being complacent as a group of people mm -hmm. and all they're seeing is oh, well, shit, they didn't care if we steal from them. we should tell them we're doing it now and i was oh i guess that's just the way it is but there right. that's not going to save humanity right and we have to understand power is not in the government 
it's in the people it's in the, people. It's in it's the way we people. interact with each other and i was talking to tom about this i'm like you know we can blame the government for you know sending people off to die wars unfair things all the stuff that it's been you know claimed that it's done and you know tom doesn't agree with me completely because <laughs> he has a little more of a compassionate heart than i do it's not that i don't have one mine just goes in a different way <laughs> but we only have ourselves to blame for societal breakdown that we get into the state where oh everybody's coming for it. You can't trust anyone right yours you it, all that does is you have weakened your defense against a usurper uh uh, uh authoritarian just regime coming at you full bore and you just okay okay more take another right okay take another right okay and in the morale is down right across the country the morale is down there's no doubt about it right hopelessness people, yeah that, truly that hopelessness and it's like i don't know maybe people won't like this but i i don't blame that on the criminals i blame that on the individuals in society yeah if, if anybody's at fault for the decay of society it is society it's not you know because the minute we link together goliath is dead but as long as we're all like individually running away from Goliath and looking at each other going, I can't trust you either, then all you got is you're running from everybody and Goliath, which means Goliath runs amok. Right. And which means that every usurper, every advantage seeker, every bad actor is running amok because no one's in a position to take it themselves. We're dividing ourselves so they can right. conquer. Right. And so I see Bitcoin is like the all it's like. This force that comes in. And you know, it's funny. I mean, I, this this is a stretch. But for me, it really it may not be for me. <laughs> the Grateful Dead. Mm. I used to go to Grateful Dead shows. Lots of them. About mm. 300 of them. Over about a 15-year period. Before Jerry died. Stopped going afterwards because it's not the same. <coughs> but there was a community there. Mm. You know, yeah, there was wild shit. Like, again, there's a black spot everywhere. Right. And inside that scene, there definitely was one there, too. There's a lot of broke down stuff. But the majority was a community which meant that if a kid was losing his fucking mind because he took too much lsd and he's just like dirt there's a group of people that saunter up take him get him soup get him some you know, right, right some semblance let him be there protect him and then he moves on that's a community mm -hmm. right they're like oh my god look at that guy he's freaking out fuck let's just put it on video right you know they're actually there to help i mean i remember i was there one time and i was dehydrated and I was standing in line for water, and it wasn't soon enough. So I passed out, my head hit the concrete. I wake up, there's 20 people around me, feeding me water, splashing me with water, right? <laughs> and they're all there, you're all right, you know? People there to take care of you. Well, the other thing that, about it that was super cool is if you were in like a little, so, you know, there's a lot of people there. Usually there's 25, 30, up to 60,000 people hanging around. Mm -hmm. So you're in the concert, right? And you're in your little spot in the stands, and a bad actor pops up starts acting out starts doing like things that aren't cool mm -hmm. well n no one just sits there and looks at him and lets him go suddenly everybody's standing up watching right and basically putting off that energy we're watching you <clears throat> right don't let this get too out of hand because you against your whole village which is everyone around you at this moment mm -hmm. and they will rein it back in i remember one watching one guy 
basically trying to sexually harass a woman in the parking lot. Right. And it didn't go on for more than a second because the minute he started, boom, there's 20 people around him going, hey, man, what you doing? Right. We see what you're doing here. You got to stop that. I always love that about it. That's why I oh, that's really the reason I went was to see these really incredible moments of community supporting uh, the person that's trying that is about to be victimized, the person about to walk off the cliff. Right. And the person who is about to hit the ground. Mm hmm. They, they look out for those people. Because you don't, it wrecks your scene. So in the city, when you just go ahead and just... Well, you're wrecking the scene. Mm -hmm. It wrecks the scene. And so we're all for each other. We got our little groups, our little tribe. And it's us against them. Against who? Right. Who the fuck are you against? It's like, well, we don't like what they're... <laughs> Seriously, your tribalism is showing, your stupidity is showing, your lack of understanding is showing, your lack of understanding what diversity is showing, and your stupid little tribalism is showing. And that's what we got. We got these little bubbles bouncing, being basically going up against each other, right? And, and who do you think the people at the helms of power, what, you suppose they're sitting there going, oh, shit, they're going, hey, <laughs> Mm -hmm. got them we got them look at this we don't have to do shit we can sit and do whatever we want they're killing each other you know and that's got to stop you know so but that social decay i mean i feel responsible for it i do well, every time i didn't participate where i probably should have every time i didn't acknowledge something going on that had i it would have went different i see i feel it every time i look at one of those i'm like hmm so it's it's for me it's been a whole thing of removing the desire to just keep your head down mm. Mm. to right. to just be an not ostrich. to stick your neck out but surely to be an ostrich with your head in the hole to engage that sort of thing yeah <coughs> to, to engage exactly to engage to, to speak to our conversation yesterday we had that we it looks like that we have an argument we actually don't I guess we just have different flavors where um you see that. And, and and this is a really good point you made yesterday to me was um we all have choices and we have a spectrum of choices we can make and some people make really bad choices that put them in places that are really dark and 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 bad like addiction and and, and homelessness and all kinds of things yeah, yeah, yeah. and i i and and chris is like well if if i could do it then can anybody and that's a good point we can all make better choices, but I guess where my place of compassion is this, is that we're under some fucking dark sorcery, and the, the psychological warfare that's being put upon the society is intense, and it's social media, and all its various forms, all the norms that must be followed or else, all the canceling, mm -hmm. and the no allowance for diversity of thought, action, beliefs, whatever, which is um, supposed to be the foundation of America. And we lost it somewhere along the way. So, and people are going along with my, it. My compassion like it's is the right way. It's such a horrid, horrible onslaught. And 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 I would rather say, well, you were dumb. You made the wrong choice. I don't. I just that doesn't feel good to me. It, it feels better like, hey, I want to inspire you. Like that you you have made bad choices, but you're not gone yet. You're still on this side of the grave. You can still change. And I believe in everybody that can change. Right. And I, I and I wish and I wish to inspire that change. So instead of saying you've done bad and you're guilty or wrong, it's like. 
we here's a way here this bitcoin thing maybe it's not the right thing but try it out or learn about it see see if it see what your biggest problem in your life is see if it can actually solve that yeah it's going to be a part of your world whether you like it or not so you might as well look into it even if you're not going to participate you can look into it and you might find that you know hey that very thing you didn't participate in might have enough strength to hold you up too yeah without you even being a part of it and then, mm-hmm. but if we can take all that, the, all the bondage of all that stuff off, then healing becomes a lot easier. Yeah, and I even said, it, like, here's where I have compassion. Mm-hmm. Okay, you should, and I, I do believe that everyone should. It's like you know what you're doing before you do it. You already know. Mm-hmm. Somewhere inside of you, you know what you're about to do. So you need to have strength. In your choices and you need to resist the ones that you know aren't going in a good direction resist that shit yeah. even if you have to hear a bunch of noise in your head trying to push you to do it you just don't listen mm-hmm. right where my compassion comes in is yeah and we've talked about this extensively in this podcast and we'll probably talk about it again and again and again and again and again until it gets hammered in human beings are under attack mm-hmm. from dark sorcery I don't think, in fact, I know, that's not being done by anybody. There's something else here. Mm-hmm. Something else that has arrived. You call it Satan, call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Demons, whatever. And then, you know, it's like, it's hard for me to talk about this because it just loses people. But Don Juan was accurate when he said that human beings have a predator. And it's here to steal your well-being. Mm-hmm. Right. And once that gets into people with power, they're going to steal your wealth. It's just basically this thing being reiterated all throughout your society. Right. Yeah. And where I have compassion is we live in a society that's not educated about things without bodies. That too. They don't understand what energetic influences are. They, don't, they have- don't understand what it is about their activity, their behavior, and their choices that diminish well-being within them. Every I, Everybody I've known who thought they were making a good choice, who ends up in the fucking shit, they thought they were making a good choice. But they didn't understand the depletion of their well-being as they were making those choices. That is on them. If you cannot be aware enough to know that you're not feeling good, then you better fucking do something about that. You shouldn't be screaming, send me prayers online. Have a little personal responsibility. Put a little skin in the game. Yeah. Right? Put your fucking skin in the game. And for the people who will do that and recognize their choices have not been good, even if they want to defend them till they die, those aren't the people I want to be around. I want to be around the people who recognize the truth about their choices right down to the bone no fucking making little amends for yourself no compromising the truth what is the truth of you where you exist the choices you've made the life you're living the minute you're there in truth and you see what that is i'm all about inspiring your way out of it Mm -hmm. but until then we got nothing to do no business at all to do together uh work to be done none because that has got to be the foundation and to me it's like we can use the situation we all find ourselves in to get to this place of truth it already hurts the way the world is going always hurting everybody you're already hurting now the truth hurts you're already hurting so fuck it, fuck it. Right. yeah start from there the minute you land in that spot 
I am your fucking ally for life. And I don't care who you are. And I don't care how many millions of people it is. I will be your fucking ally. I will stand right next to you and help you defeat these things. Because the education I received from the elders that I hung out with is, oh, yes, there are demons running amok. And yes, they are psychological fucking bandits. And yes, they are emotional bandits and they will steal your well-being left and right. And they'll do it without you even knowing it. Uh, what the elders did is took me into their fucking world to see how they operate, to see how they do things, to see what their world feels like. You do not want to be there. It is anxiety, fear, resentment, hatred, anger, and just straight up envy times a million just burning through you at every second. It is not something made for humans. It's not a world for humans. And these things are trying to get you there. That come with me. And we have to see this because if we don't, we're done. It doesn't matter what a government does. doesn't matter. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things we can implement. Mm -hmm. But until we see where these attacks are coming from, and the, I'm not talking about the attacks like this guy actually came up and robbed you. I'm talking about the, the fucking attacks where you're sitting in your kitchen and suddenly you're just so discombobulated. You're now screaming at the family you, says, you say you love. And now you're having a fight with someone you love. And now you're putting a relationship on a chopping block because your emotions are so fucking out of mm -hmm. control. And you're going to feel really bad about that tomorrow morning morning to stop that attack as it's coming in and, and you know and that we we will spend these podcasts going deeper into that mm -hmm. subject because it is important and it's really one of the utmost importance it, it will not come to you through complacency it will not come from playing roulette with your life or making choices you don't really know what you're doing or coming up with opinions based on no research you did you need to know what's going on on some level and maybe not on a global level, mm -hmm. but in the level that you're existing in, you better know everything about that as much as you can and get to the truth of what's actually occurring there. And if we could do that and get to that place of truth, then I am definitely right there. I am the inspirer from hell. <laughs> I will show you what a sword is. I will show you what a demon looks like. I will show you how to chop its fucking head off and throw it off a fucking cliff once and for all. Never to return, never to fuck with you again. But that's not something you're going to do haphazardly. It's not something you're going to do for hobby. You're going to understand that what has value in this world. First, your life force, that which animates you. Nothing else is <coughs> valuable. Beyond that, okay, what about the world you're in? How secure is that? How secure can you have that? You realize there is no safety and security being here but have as much as you can mm -hmm. boom and set that and keep that and then it's it'll start bleeding into your children into your children's children into your, and then suddenly you'll have a whole generation of warriors who know how to actually defend against these things mm -hmm. but in our culture you're given religion jesus is gonna save you just ask jesus so right. yeah come on that's a leap bro that's you're gonna have to it's like you got to participate in your yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just yeah. beg for it. You got to participate. You have right. to right. <laughs> engage in your own salvation. Yeah. You know, to me, it's like when people go, Jesus is a savior. I said, no, no mm. you're wrong. No, 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 no. You just ask for Jesus. He's in there. But no, no. What Jesus was preaching was progression. Mm -hmm. And progression means you have to progress. You have to put one foot in front of the other and change your behaviors, change your ways, change the way you interact in this world. And not let the manufactured identity tell you this is all just going to be over soon. It's not worth anything. So just go ahead and fuck around. I know plenty of people doing that claiming I'm spiritual. It's like you're just fucking trying to do nothing. 
You're just attempting to try to do nothing. And you think the more comfort and the more higher states you find that that's making you something. It's not. Because those can be stripped from you in a second, especially if you don't know how it's happening. And you're going to end up on your ass. I've watched so many people. You know, I, the ayahuasca pages on Facebook. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking disgusting. I just drink Mother Ayahuasca, and I realize it's all joy, so it's just joy from here on out. I'm like, hey, why don't you post next week? How do you really feel? Because you can come out of that, yeah, and feel like, I did it. Right. You didn't do anything. Right. You had a glimpse of what could be if you did. Right. But you haven't done. So go do. Right. And I mean, there's got to be, you know, it doesn't have to be everybody. I mean, I was telling Tom yesterday, you know, I realized that there's going to be a whole lot of people. They're just, they gave up. They're, they're not living anymore. They're not really living a life anymore. Mm -hmm. They're biding their time until they're off this rock and they're living that way. They're not going to last. And there's really no future for them anyway. I wouldn't concern myself with them at all. And I'm not going to say who they are. I mean, I have my ideas of what that section of society is. And off you go. Go do your thing. You want to be a zombie? You go for it. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in helping any of that. Because that's not interested in helping itself. itself right. right. Now, the wounded ones in there, they, they would find their way to help. The ones that truly want it will find their way there. The ones that don't and just like, fuck it, I just want to get out of here. All right. I mean, I, you know how many spiritual people, quote unquote, spiritual people I hear from that go... I can't wait to get off this planet. It's like, where the fuck do you think you're going to go? Seriously, even if you got off this planet, where the fuck are you going to go? You know, and it's like, uh, I, I like what the elders told me. You were born here. You have never not been here. You're never not going to be right where you are. The place you're in is yours. <laughs> you ain't going to be anywhere else. You want heaven? Then bring it, bring it in. here. Yeah. Bring it in because you aren't good. There's no place to go. Right. It's not like you cross the threshold. Oh, this is heaven. No, no, no. I know plenty of people who I don't like where I live. I want to go live amongst cooler people. They go to try to live amongst cooler people. Absolute disaster. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, there isn't that. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to move to Asheville, North Carolina. It's I like, hear it's like a big awakened community of spiritual people <laughs> doing community. Is it? <laughs> Ooh, that looks like a mess. Just like everything else does. You know, so there's not any really reality in that anyway. You know, I'm watching this, just watching this over the years. It's like, man, we that that's enough. It's time for us to grow up, to be adults, human beings. I, think I kind of wonder if that's where we're at. Okay, adolescence is over. You've been in adolescence for hundreds of thousands of years. It's time to grow up now. When, but I want to just be a kid. No, that's done. It's time to be an adult. It's time to... Take that anchor up. <clears throat> Stop playing on the shores of madness. Get in your fucking boat and sail into where that state is that you find your dignity, where you find your well-being, where you find your peace, where you understand what has value and what does not. Because most of the antics people are doing has no value at all. 99% of what's posted on Facebook doesn't need to fucking exist. <laughs> Honestly, doesn't need to off that platform now too because of that. Well, yeah, and I'm about to jump off that platform. I mean, yeah. I'm looking for okay, where do I You're go? Like Bitcoin, Twitter. You're gonna like announce really? Oh wow! Yeah, trying to get wow. into something more because you know it's not big yet, but it will. Be. I realize that what we're talking about here it probably goes over a good chunk of people's heads, or they just think we're nuts. But I found that you know I brought 
the manufactured identity. How do you conserve life force? What's the value of life force? It brought that into that Bitcoin community. Mm-hmm. And those are the conversations we had. S- stunning reaction. Like, oh, you guys understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, we absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Hoffa, he was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> right. Wow, how do you how do you think of that? It's like, oh, well, how do you think of the numbers you do, man? Yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking mix right. some powers together. Yeah. Let's see if we can not create anything, but add momentum to a movement for humanity. That's Pro- all I care to do. Progress. I don't, don't want to be, yeah. listen to me, I will take you across the Red Sea. I am Moses, motherfucker. No, we're all <laughs> there's, Moses. There's somebody that said there can be no societal or economic revolution without a spiritual revolution and the spiritual revolution is that oh we're going to follow this religion it's no like no we all gonna to have to wake up more to what the fucking truth is and and as a hardcore rationalist that has been really painful to be around <laughs> i wish to i wish to provide a few breadcrumbs for those that are put off by the word demon and stuff okay please do cause- yeah Falls. <laughs> yeah. I don't really care, but I know how it falls. Yeah, and and then and, and here's here's a place to to uh, clues to look within yourself. So these things lurk as thought forms within yourself, and those thought forms are your self talk, particularly when you're by yourself and alone, and nobody's watching, and you got those thoughts going on. And are those thoughts positive, negative, neutral? And are they positive, negative, neutral towards you, towards others, towards your loved ones? Look at the quality of all those things and start pulling apart. What the fuck am I doing? And how can you possibly shut that motherfucker up? And there's a lot of ways to do it. <laughs> Meditation is kind of one that a lot of people have gone to and stuff. Medicina is <laughs> kind of, is, is ayahuasca necessary? We always say no, of course not. But do you want to get there faster or not? Well, and, and you could be shown more sooner. I believe ayahuasca ultimately. I mean, okay, go do your healing. And I don't, I don't diminish that at all. I know what it does. I know how it does it. Mm-hmm. I know what it can do. I know the miracles it's capable of. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's a warrior's medicine. Well, yeah, all the I mean, all right. the medicines from the jungle are not. <laughs> in the West, we have these medicines that we call medicines, and really, they're just number outers. <laughs> But the medicines from the jungle, they're all more sensitive. They're all ordeal medicines. And you're like, ordeal medicine? That that sounds like self, you know, beating oneself up. It's like, no, no. It's actually taking the energetic configuration within you that was planted there through life experiences, because in life we have trauma and that's what life causes. How can we pull that trauma from that experience? And maybe it was done to us, it was done by us or some other way and pull that shit out and get it the fuck physically, somatically out of your goddamn body. And when you're in that place, you go, Oh, I feel different. Now you aren't cured. You just have relief to then make, live your life through decisions that don't cause that to come back again. And that's the fucking work. And also, by the way, the path of healing, it turns out it's the path of maturity. Turns out, isn't it? <laughs> and so, if you're looking for healing, it's not like, oh, I'm blessed now. No, it's like, oh, I'm actually more responsible for shit myself and all those around me a lot more than ever was. And that's how I wish to live my life. And that just goes deeper and deeper. And fortunately, there's no end to that path because, because you can be, if we get to old age, of older than this ancient age, um, <laughs> we'll have something to do, which is, oh, I still need to be more mature. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's interesting to me is the true masters of, of, 
the the spiritual, which is just I you can't separate it from life. The true masters of life that you know have mastered it. You know who they are because you know what they do when they're hit mastership. They create a more equitable world for everyone else. They build schools. They build farms. They grow food. They they create shelters, orphanages, mm-hmm. institutions of learning for people. The betterment of our species. The betterment of the species. Not for the maximization. Because they realize, because the master realizes that no one's going anywhere. We are one unit. We may be many, many, many pieces, but we're all pieces of one unit. Ain't no one going anywhere without anyone else. So it's time to basically create a home here, not just a way station, right? And that way it creates a place where people can truly develop life force, maturity, a building up of doubling up of life force. I mean, you know, Jesus said it best. I wish for you one thing above all other things. That means the most important thing. If it's above all others. And it wasn't that you drive a fancy car and have a sexy wife. No. No, apparently it wasn't that. It It was to have life and have it more abundantly. What do you suppose he's talking about? Mm -hmm. More activity? No. Mm -hmm. To do more presence. That because the presence is the intelligence, and the intelligence understands what the energy is for. It understands how the energy is to be mixed. It understands how the energy is to be emanated into the world, and it understands what energy is to create whatever stew it's going to feed the masses. It understands what to put in there and what not to. And most people are well, Westerners. Sorry, you're fucking energetically illiterate. You always have been. You probably might always be. The maturity changes that. Yes. So you understand that when you walk into a room, you better really understand what you're doing with your life force because you may be putting it in a way that nobody wants to know you anymore. You may be the bad actor no one wants to know anymore because you don't know how to use your life force. You go, I don't understand why people don't like, well, Chris, the guy, the kid. Right, yeah. this, we, right, we won't say his last name. but I saw an example. <clears throat> oh, boy. No, this dude was walking around, and we've known him. Mm-hmm. He's been in our, you know, he's wandered in, doesn't last, out you go, because he's, but he's such a bad player with life force, with opinion, with the way he interacts with people, that he's walking around these crowds that are very open and welcoming and really want to talk. There isn't anybody within 15 feet of him. Wow. It's like he didn't see, and and I could see. He's like, well, I don't want... He even was mumbling to himself, why doesn't anybody want to talk to me? It's like, dude, do you you see the energy you're putting off? You're putting off a 15-foot bubble of stink all around you, and no one's wandering in because no one wants to smell it. Don't be that guy. And I don't know what caused all that. And it's, boy. Well, it's the chip on the shoulder. It's the bitterness. It's something, but it's probably well, it's a pretty straight sad, up. It's a pretty narcissism. sad story, whatever it it's is. It's narcissism. Well, and, and it's there for a reason. Yes, it is. I'm pretty sure he was treated pretty horribly through school, it, ridiculed, it, it, probably not treated well by parents. Yeah. Yeah. The minute your mom and dad go, you're stupid. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's, you, you basically just got. So then you have an attack vector upon your sovereignty and well being. <laughs> And there's a place to look. And we all have child experiences that were negative upon us. Yeah, yeah. We just we just do. The work is long. Deal with them when you can, as soon as you can. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, just to be honest about it, the work is long and hard. It's, yeah. it's not then there's no gratification from but it. But not doing the work is harder. Right. And you do it because it has to be done, not because you're getting anything out of it. Right. And you don't want to wait till the last few minutes of your life to start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. 
because that has got to be fucking terrifying. Yeah. If that's... you actually get a chance to mull it over in those moments, but well, not everybody does, right. but Oof. yeah, I'm seeing an example of that firsthand right Good. now. Mm -hmm. Someone who's, uh, Facing. can't, well, cancer yeah, decided facing. not to do radiation, all that stuff. And, mm -hmm starting to go through that process of die basically yeah and when i talked to her a couple of days ago i i could feel that same thing within her like oh shit yeah i'm dying the oh the big jump fuck right i really i thought i was doing this thing and all of these actions were doing this right thing but you know she's starting to see the intentions behind some of those actions weren't necessarily the best mm -hmm. right and starting to actually see oh shit yeah it's going to be the intentions behind my actions that i judge myself for when all this is done yeah i think the best life lived is one that leads to the brilliant and just awesome bon voyage right not oh you're dead no bon voyage and be ready for it mm -hmm. you know it's like my i've had visions of my death and it's a backpack in a forest <laughs> and it's just it's inviting and here i go all alone into that great unknown you know and i love it i'm i'm i feel like <clears throat> i'm pretty ready for it i mean i don't want it tomorrow no i don't because i could there's i'm I'm ready for it, but I'm not completely prepared for it, <laughs> right? There's more to do. There's yeah. more to see. There's more to go through. And I find that really what lends you to having a life that leads to a good death, it's adversity, not comfort, mm -hmm. right? It gets you prepared. It, it battle hardens you. And, you know, and ultimately, I think, you know, what Carlos said, you know, Don Juan had told him and what he had reiterated to me is to cross the threshold of infinity and be conscious of it not come apart like a million fragments you know like early days of ayahuasca mm -hmm. you get pulled across that firmament and you're spread across the universe you're not aware of anything but over time you learn what constitution is you learn what integrity is you learn how what correct behavior on the planet is and suddenly you can assimilate your life force in such a strong place that has integrity has a it's a strong container that when you go into infinity you don't come apart which means you're conscious of it which means you're aware of it. And then you get a look. You're not blown apart. So you're looking around going, oh, wow. I This whole area up here above what human drama is, oh, my God, I see how energy flows in the universe. <laughs> wow. Makes you energetically literate. Mm -hmm. And you start to see, like, oh, if you do this, this happens. If you do that, Yeah. Yeah, that's not magic, folks. Right. That is, you know, and occasionally, oh my God, this magical thing happened. It's like you inadvertently got lucky and pulled <laughs> the right fucking string of energy to activate. Now, if you could do that, making the choice to do that, what do you suppose could happen? You know, and I, and I think that's, you know, for me, that's what the plant medicines are doing. It's like, you know, the plants are there to educate you on how a life lived in the natural system works and how you can prosper as a being generating more life force as you go along not losing it mm -hmm. into a place where you you know I, I always liken it to a tree if you're deeply rooted into the earth which is just basically the information to live really 
the intelligence of life, bury yourself, your roots in that, and you grow up a little bit, strengthen, grow a little bit, strengthen. Eventually, you crown at the top, <laughs> and you are just open to all of the light of the universe. But you have to do that growing phase, right? And that, to me, is what living for a good death is, because it's not death. It's when you get to that crown, yeah, you're never staring at the ground anymore. You are firmly rooted in it, but you're staring up into the heavens with the trees. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, that's why the tree medicines are the true maestros of the jungle. Because they're up there. I know they're little man. Would you like to have me drink of my sap and hold on tight? That shit ain't going to be pleasant. But you'll go through it, and what will it do? It'll grind out the areas of you that have blocks to holding more life force any place that's stuffed with shit shit gets removed life force replaces it right and then you can start opening channels of actually exuding life force bringing in life force and exuding it do what you're supposed to do mm -hmm. not like the tree takes in carbon dioxide and spits out oxygen you got a thing you're doing do you know what it is no what are you bringing here you really don't know get energetically literate and you'll see you'll see what the human's purpose is on the planet and what it's to bring and what it's to emanate into it like a tree emanating in oxygen and you have to see what you're picking up as carbon dioxide, whatever that is for the human, how you're transforming that into oxygen through your living, through your process, through your body, through the energetic reality that is you. Mm. And you'll find that, oh, we're here to emanate something and we haven't done it yet. Right. We may have done it in a past that we don't remember. And I doubt there's any history about it, because why would you write it down when everybody's holding it? Right. Wouldn't. right. So it's been lost through cataclysm, really through attack. I mean, you know, you when they talk about the younger Dryas and this meteor hit, well, who do you suppose directed it at us? <laughs> you know, and, and what came in after that? And dominated culture, dominated reality, gave you all the rules, all of the social milieu you follow, all of the 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 ideals that we're all tr supposedly living by and suffering under. Right, it's like it's time for that to be seen. That what you were offered was slavery, mm. not freedom. That you had freedom. Cataclysm attack happened, and what they brought in, you thought was freedom. It was slavery. Mm. And to understand that, and to understand that whoever has taken over this government, of of you know you know all of them really. It's to this point, mm -hmm. it's most of them, and those that haven't been taken over. Uh, yeah, they're being seen to be destroyed. Anybody who slips out of the, you know, the dollar hegemony gets in trouble. <laughs> right. You know, like Iraq, right? So we look at this war in Iraq. It's like, well, what was going on? Well, for one, you had an oil company slant drilling into Iraq, right? And stealing oil, mm -hmm. for one. And, and when did we decide that that country was no good anymore? When they wanted to start trading oil and not use, use dollars. the dollars do it with it back their own money with their oil and use their money as a currency in the world mm -hmm. yeah that's a threat and any country that's ever pulled this the criminals that run our government they sick their dog the food <laughs> what is the dog the dog is the military industrial yeah. complex Qaddafi. and what is the military industrial complex done it has captured the military and what is the military a bunch of young individuals with a heart 
who want to do good by their citizens, and they go in there, we are a warrior for right, and they're basically hoodwinked into being a soldier of death. And when they come home, they are not fucking happy about it. You know, the other, and, and well, let's we, wrap this up. Yeah, but, but we heard them on the stage the other night, the, the vet, Bitcoin veterans. Yeah, they're, and they're they, fucking awesome. They're, they're going, they see what they happened, see the they truth. see where it went, and they're not angry about it. Right. They're trying to forge something different. And, Boom. That's well, where you put, that's the best thing you can do with your tragedy, with your trauma. Shh, buff that fucker out and make it a shiny diamond that you can offer to someone else as knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing you're going to do with it. Otherwise, you're just going to carry it around like a fucking boulder. Right. You know, just be all weighed down with it. No, transform that thing into something useful for someone else. And that might just be a, a, a understanding of how it works. That might be all it is for one. But it's interesting because what you learn through releasing trauma, what you learn from going through adversity, uh, there's a lot of wisdom in there that can be basically given to just about anybody who's listening mm-hmm. you can you can show it to them you know we've been doing that up here for years right really seriously years and years and years and years does it does it take with everyone no does everyone agree with us no some of them straight up don't like us i get that because you wanted it done for you you wanted to come somewhere where okay now i just get to be me i don't have to be responsible no 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 you come in here you're going to be fucking responsible for something because if you're just sitting around doing nothing, uh, the people that are making this happen aren't going to appreciate that much. Mm-hmm. You got to be participating. You got to be throwing some skin in this game, you know. And it's not like we force that or get militant about it. And it, like we even say, what you need to bring. No, no, no. I like the Aboriginal way. Get you know, mingle with people in a way where you trust each other, right? Bring what you bring. Bring it with integrity. Someone else sees that and goes, well, what could I do? Boom. You decide what you can do. No one else. That, to me, is the ultimate. Mm-hmm. It's not utopia, because you're going to have disagreements. But everybody's got something to bring. But it's up to them to recognize what they have to bring and bring it. You can't demand it. <laughs> so, you know, there's always that that kind of period that goes on where there's just nothing said. You just go do what you're going to do. And we're, you know, we're observing, we're interacting, we're definitely part of that energetic configuration. And then as things come up, we address them. And it's never about someone doing something wrong. It's about, you know, there's a majority thing here that, and it's not that the majority here agrees with each other. They don't. Mm -hmm. They respect each other's individuality. So the majority is ruled by the individuality in each person. There's no ruler here. There's no cult here. There's no leader here. You know, as much as anybody would think, oh, you must be the leader. Actually, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> yeah, you think I make decisions around here? I don't. I, I, I basically go, okay, what's the decision? And then do my best to enforce that throughout what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe not enforce it like yeah, a cop, yeah, right. but to be in integrity with that. I mean, make decisions as a group. Right. Then we're heading in the same direction together. Yeah, and the and the decisions we make are good for everyone, yeah. not just one person. <laughs> no, that's right. It's not like okay, you're gonna go out work in the garden all day. I'm gonna play video games. <laughs> that doesn't. We don't. No, I mean, and it's interesting because if the vibe is right, and everybody's out working, and this person's just sitting in there playing video games, they're gonna feel really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Especially if someone walks through the door dirty and sweaty and kind of tired from the work they've been doing. And they're just walking through to get a drink of water and go back out the door. That person's going to be like, oh, 
what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Which is all that needs to happen. You don't have to go, hey, what are you fucking doing? They'll feel it. And then it's, you know, and then it's just a matter of time that, that they actually start interacting different or leave. Because if they get uncomfortable, they leave. Right. They're like, oh, I just want to play video games. I don't want to work. But shit, I feel weird doing that here. So I'm going to go find some. There are games. times you can play video games and well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you can't, you know, this is a goddamn concentration camp right, and you right, concentrate, right. goddamn. No, no. We have fun. We have tons of fun. <laughs> we should have a concentration camp. That'd be fun. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, is this really concentration? Camp concentration. Oh, goodness. Okay. But Tom. to concentrate. <laughs> Not, not to concentrate people and kill them, but that's what Tom. But that's what oh. your Tom votes for, okay? Oh, well. I'm gonna go concentrate. Then. You'll be there in nine days. We should be, start our own. Okay, concentrate until when we get back. I'll we're, be gonna, we're gonna start a new podcast. It's gonna be in the Zach Galifianakis kind of vein. It's gonna be called Between Two Tambos. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to get we'll have to get uh, Tatum Turnip, who has Between Two Asics, who, who does. He was funny. He's funny, and he lives in Denver now. So, oh wow! So we'll he, we're gonna interact with him a lot, and actually, he'll have him up because he's a really great guy. So. Well, you know, I know that you're working with that Denver crowd to put together yeah, a yeah. Bitcoin community, and I have not gone to those yet. But you know what? Guess what? You you now have a a. a friend that's it'll gonna be, go with you because it'll be cool hey well uh, our friend zach is the one who puts it together him and, and another fellow you haven't met i want to lay out a map a peaceful battle plan <laughs> a uh joyful revolution and just lay out our strategies <laughs> and get people involved that actually we have some strategies. integrity and some movement <laughs> and we're gonna push this joy factor further we're gonna push yeah. this integrity factor further you know can I dream? I sure can. See, Bitcoin I'm changes allowed. people. Yeah, yeah. I, I had my own. I came up with my own meme. Yeah, yeah. some people. Thought this is good. good. I thought it was considering I'm a newbie. <clears throat> and here I come in with a with a meme. I said, Bitcoin, money you're not penalized for having. It's <laughs> a good one. one. It That's is a good, good one. one. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, so, you yeah. better be get it out there on Twitter fast before somebody steals it from the podcast. Yeah, that's fine. Steal it. <laughs> I'm not here to be my own of my ideas. I'm here to just put them out there. You know, but Whew, this has been a hell of an episode. Yeah, I mean, I know that you know this is a different flavor, and I like it actually. This yeah. has been stunning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, this is what happens when I hang out with a bunch of intelligent people, seriously serious-minded mm -hmm. people who aren't shaky in their foundation, solid. And just watching them work, it's, I mean, it was, I gotta yeah. say, that was probably the most fun mm -hmm. and the most eye-opening thing I've been involved in outside of what we do here, which is super important to me. That's not going away. It's super important. I'm doubling down mm -hmm. because I understand how these, I think I understand. We'll find out over You'll time. You'll see. And actually, because I think these two bridge. <laughs> I, I, I there, there's an under, more than they do with like ecstatic dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, a, there, there's an underlying energetic frequency that they share for sure. And it, it's obvious even through this mm -hmm. podcast, just listening to both of you talk. That's why I've been asking some of the questions I've been asking. I'm so is, grateful you've been here. It's, by, it's really helpful. <laughs> yeah, it's getting to that energetic. Uh, synchronicity yeah mm -hmm. i mean I, you know i'm not i'm not gonna say yeah. you know cuddle puddles shouldn't exist and <laughs> i wouldn't and, and, <laughs> no, and all that i wish for them i i wish for them to to do that but you know maybe if you're 40 you might step out of that and join the adults that are going to you know um secure the world so people can go ahead and do ecstatic mm -hmm. dance 
I want to be on that. So I don't want to be in the ecstatic dance. I'm all ecstatic and I'm sovereign. No. Right. I want to be part of the team that is forging a secure world for all of that and the things I don't agree with to happen. Mm-hmm. That's and have it happen in a way that you, the guns aren't coming out. You know, the, the fights can stop. We can be different and exist in the same space harmoniously. I want to be on that front line. You know what I'm saying? And I really feel like the, the, the Bitcoin people don't give a fuck what you call yourself. There's just none of that. There isn't any of this kind of coded behavior. <laughs> it's ethical behavior. Ethical and, and your relationships with others are of an ethical nature, right? And your friendships are actually genuine because no one's trying to get anything from anybody. It sounds like a bunch of warriors in the warrior party. That's what I want. I mean, more than I want the love and light. I yeah, I don't exist. Please do because you're. <laughs> you get appeals to some people, right, right on. If it pulls someone out of depression, great. Your little video of you going. <sighs> <laughs> I am sovereign. <sighs> I am divine. Namaste. If that helps somebody, right on. I'm cool with that. But my tribe, or my group, my. <laughs> community yeah. is the warriors and what do the warriors do we're not here to stop you from doing any of that we're not going to come in and crash your fucking party matter of fact we're going to make sure no one else can come in and crash your party and we're going to make sure the demons don't we're, we're going to do our best to defeat the demons that crash your fucking mentality that crash your emotional state that crash your energetic well-being mm-hmm. so you don't have to fucking deal with that anymore i don't expect everybody to jump in go go be in the cosmic tights and go do your thing it's fine but for God's sakes, don't start fucking bringing negativity to the warriors that are trying to hold the front line mm-hmm. to keep this shit from invading. You better have respect for them. And, you know, and we were talking about that. It's like, you know, one guy's like, yeah, warriors. I'm like, yeah, we're not really, we're not really wanted here. <laughs> it's like everybody's against us. It's mm-hmm. like, why? Well, you know, they're calling it toxic masculinity. And they don't realize that some of these people are calling toxic masculinity. See, they're on the front line. They see what's coming. And they know that's going to take some serious work. And they're probably going to be a little wild and a little up, mm-hmm. right? The feather's up. The sword is out. You're, oh, my God, what's he going to do? Not hurt you. He's going for what's hurting you. Mm-hmm. So just let him be and let him do his thing. And he may shout in the public square. He may say, listen, the fucking demons are here, motherfuckers, and it's time to do something. He's not speaking to everybody. He's letting you all know they're there. Are there warriors among you? Well, then join us. We're going to the edge of town. We're going to drive this fucking thing out of here. Not violently. We're going to show up with our integrity intact, with our well-being in a high state, with our energetic presence fully on, and with the amount of life force necessary for the job. That's what I want to be a part of. (laughs) The, The parties that go on inside of it, when I was young, I loved them. And thank God for the elders who held the fucking foundation for us to be able to do that. Now it's time because we're older it's a time for us to hold the foundation for this generation come up and i don't give a fuck what they want to do it is nobody's business let them do it here's the fucking place to do it they will decide among themselves what is ethical and what is not Mm -hmm. you're not going to you know you're going to be in another dimension of earth here soon all of us time is ticking Mm -hmm. but the generation coming up that'll be their world they'll decide you know, it's like you're not going to have any influence on this beyond three months past your death. Right. <laughs> right. So let them have the world. It's for them. You've already done all of the activity inside it as an older person. 
Now it's time for you to provide the foundation you were provided. And these adults aren't fucking doing that. How do I know? Well, you know, my, my parents, their parents secured a world where a car was, tw- a house was 28 grand and a car was $3,500. Mm-hmm. And they had plenty of food. The kids were fine. The wife didn't have to work. There was someone at home in the household, man, which is a fucking job, mm-hmm. to hold down the fort while the food was gotten, while the resources needed into the house. That was a pretty well-structured thing. And they assaulted that. Mm-hmm. And we need to get back to this. You know, and that's, I think so you're going to find a lot of allies in the Bitcoin world. Yeah. This is a big topic. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of my people there. We're Generation yeah. X. That's what we are. We are not the millennials and we're not the boomers and really we have had you know there's a lot of videos out there and they're kind of funny but our generation was kind of left to our own devices Mm -hmm. so we had to figure the world out it wasn't taught to us we had to kind of figure it out as we went along we were the kids at home without parents Right, we were the kids running the streets while oh, yeah. the parents, the parents were, were work. There's no cell phones to track where we were, or even no, you right. call us back yeah. home. We you were, got on that bike and you rode away. There is no other way. We were all in the ditch we right. were supposed to be in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were always somewhere that the adults didn't want us to be. <clears throat> right, but we lived through it. Right, and it made us who we are today. Why would you deprive the children of that? Mm-hmm. What, what? What? Put take your fucking leash off them. <laughs> burn your helicopter. Don't be a helicopter parent. Teach your children well, put them out in the world. They know how to, they will know how to avoid where they should not go. They'll learn that, you know, and and I want a world that's a little less dangerous so that you can go out and make mistakes and come home Mm -hmm. and and learn to live from that mistake. Not go out and you make a mistake in a fucking den of wolves who are going to fucking take advantage of that and you're not coming home. That shit's over. I don't like it. Anywhere I see it, I will put an end to it. That That's a warrior. It's like, yo, you need to be able to make a mistake and come home. Not make a mistake and never come home. That's over. We can't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, it's like it. <clears throat> most of my growing up has been in the last 15 years. I mean, I was like most American men. And you American men, you can sit here and go, that's not me. Fuck you. You're wrong. <laughs> Childish shit. Just childish shit refusing to grow up wanting to hang on mommy's coattails marrying someone much like their fucking mother who's just gonna take care wipe their ass and do their fucking laundry and they just go work some job no 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 no. that's enough of that there's it's time for the men of this country and i'm talking if you're over 27 28 years old your brain's fully developed it's time for you to start working towards adulthood working towards integrity and providing a world for the people coming up one that they can go, oh, this ain't so bad. I actually like it here. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I can't, hey, you know how many kids are here? I can't wait to get the fuck off this planet. You just got here. Right. And, and the adults have made it so fucking ugly. Well, the lack of adults, children running around in older bodies with fucking ungodly amounts of money just wreaking havoc. Uh, you, do you realize there's like 14, 15 year old kids who are like, I can't wait to get off planet Earth? So you haven't even lived yet. You haven't even really jumped out there yet. You haven't even seen what it's about. But they've made it so ugly, you don't want to know. That's a sad state of affairs. Mm -hmm. Because this planet, the life here, the history here, the culture here, the different things that people do here, the amount of interesting things going on here is infinite. So how can you see it as a place not to be? 
and if our society has gotten to a place where people just want to check out, then there's got to be a reason for that. Have you made it an unpleasant place to live? What about your own home? Is that an unpleasant place to live? And is it pleasant for you and no one else? You got to really reconcile these things. Mm -hmm. If you're truly going to be a being, a spirit, a soul that is going to continue in integrity, well, then you're going to have to start in integrity, which means clean up the mess, stop with the manufactured identity, stop with the childishness of the manufactured identity. That thing won't mature. It's never going to mature. It's always going to be what it's always been. It's never going to be anything else. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of like that building is not going to turn into a living house. It's a fucking building. Once it's made, that's what it is. That's the manufactured identity, right? So we got to basically strip that of power, <laughs> give it back to the one in us that actually matures and sees that a physical life is a valuable life. Mm -hmm. No matter what anyone's doing with it, it itself is valuable. And it should have a firm foundation. There is one, it's called Earth, to be on. Instead of this flimsy idea of how we should all be in society, fucking with everything all the time. Leaving no one alone. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's enough of this. You know, and I, I'll come out and say, that's fucking enough of this. And you know what? The men that are toxic, they need to be fucking brought to the fucking mat. It's like, yo, you want to be toxic? Come to the mat. Mm -hmm. You're in the sensei's mm -hmm. fucking building now. And you may get whipped. And it's, and it's going to take strong men to do this. It isn't going to take sacred sons. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you sissified little fucks. Get out. It's going to take warriors. And what are warriors? Warriors are the people who provide value provide a, a path to something other than poverty that actually honor the women they're with they're not lustful their eyes stay in their fucking head when a woman walks by and then when a woman talks they see they communicate in a way where you validate that person in front of you obviously not all of them but you know there's got to be this exchange right. yeah. instead of just oh, she looks good in skirts dude right Fuck it. You're out of the tree. Why are you acting like a fucking ape? You're out of the tree, bro. You're living in fucking a house now. That that behavior goes when you moved out of the fucking jungle, out of the woods, man. Start being this adult version of what a being is. You started off as an animal like everything else. But you're not living that way, which means then you should be growing in a different way as well. So what is we have to really, you know. Maybe we'll do that in one of these podcasts coming up. Define maturity. What is that? Oh, that's a good one. Let's, let's so, do that. yeah, maybe the next one we'll do, because we're going to do a few more, because <laughs> we're heading to the jungle here in nine days, and we want to get a little content back up so we're not skipping a week, because yeah. I like the momentum. But I think maybe the next one we'll do is, you know, we'll do one on what actually is maturity. Mm. What, what does it mean to do that? Not in just a human way of you pay your bills and you have a job and... No. In a way that's... Well, it's not this regimented, dogmatic, sort of rule-based thing. It's no, actually, it's, it's your soul coming forward going, stop being a fucking child. Yeah, right. Mm. It's going, hey, you know, we're here for a much bigger thing than you would ever imagine. So can you put down the fucking blocks and start playing with the cat shit in the sandbox? Just get out of the sandbox and come join us in the adult world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny because it, it, through, you know, the medicine work I've done... <clears throat> and that maturity coming in, you're not in council, you're part of it. 
So when you go up into those higher states beyond the firmament of your own fucking limitations, and you're sitting there and you see all the elders in there, all the wise ones, all the ones that came before you, you're not like this. You're standing with them. And the headdress they're wearing, they got one for you too. And what does that do? It increases your uh, want of being even more mature. Mm -hmm. You're not rebelling against growing up anymore, which is fucking amazing. Because once you stop rebelling against your own maturity, you're fucking powerful. And then you get to see, oh, wow, the squandered value of life force. Uh, it's way too valuable to be squandering and it is for something. And could you say it to anybody? No, they all got to find it out for themselves. But the fact that you can hold it, it's a beacon and for the path they're taking into that. You know, it doesn't matter to me whether you're a Buddhist, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Jew, Catholic, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Because, you know, that's all, yeah, that's the way you interpret. Fine, we can play into those narratives, interpret things in a correct way mm-hmm. in your parlance. But what you need to bring is your want of well-being, attention, presence, and lay that to bear on whatever path it is you've chosen as yours. <coughs> and look into its <coughs> roots. Mm-hmm. Look into the history of it. If you want to be a Christian, go ahead and be a Christian. It's great. Now, dive in. Don't just, you know, I read scripture. Don't dive in. What did the the mystical fathers of the church talk about? What did Sir Thomas Aquinas talk about? What is in there? What what really is in there? And go deep and go deep and go deep. You you know, you're going to arrive at the same thing anyone else is. Right. Because they're all really iterating the same thing. If they're actually something that's old and time-tested, they're all pointing to the same thing. And you can take that road there. Everybody's going to take a different road to get to the the meadow. We all fucking stand right. as one being, as oneness. I mean, yeah. they all lead there. And there's one door that says, oh, Zorister. Oh, yeah, hey, come on. <laughs> but you have to have achieved maturity on that path. And what that, the maturity of that path is that there's not one right one. <laughs> there's one right place. Right. But there's 10 billion paths to it. Yeah. And whichever one you choose it all leads there anyway. there, there's the one there's the right path for you yeah and <laughs> that's not a you. right path right <laughs> not the thing I, okay i have just a little bit more not to start a new topic or okay uh oh i'm all good watch this uh just since we mentioned some people that i think are pretty cool i want to mention some of the books so eric Kaysen, he has a new book out called cryptocurrencies i haven't read it yet but i hear it's good it's called it it's called cryptocurrencies no it's oh not. oh it's not oh sovereignty oh it is called crypto sovereignty uh-huh. You, you went to the press. I missed it. So. Well, of course I went there. I saw that guy. I'm like, I want to fucking listen to this. He's a brother of, of mine for sure. I've been such know. a fan of his for years. And I told him on Twitter. Recently. I understand why. Oh, yeah. No yeah. kidding. And then uh, Lynn Alden's book. It's a thick one. It's 500 pages. It's not the best one to start with, perhaps. But if you're into this somewhat, it boy, it lays out the whole history of money and what the hell is going on. And ask the question over and over again, who controls the ledger? Hmm. It's a really good question. And if you want to see anything, if, if you want to know whether your money has value or not, you say, well, who controls the ledger? And then the next question to ask is, how costly is it to make new units of this? The more costlier it is, the more valuable it is. 
It ain't very costly to make U.S. dollars. No, by no. The way. You need some paper and some ink. So, yeah. and then, and then, uh, the last one is is Tomer Strolite. Um, I mentioned his book Why Bitcoin, but actually, something easier that you could even do just right now. There's a 14 minute video on YouTube called Generational Wealth, and boy, it paints the picture of this last hundred years and a potential future a hundred years into the future, and it's profound. I find mm-hmm. so it's worth watching. Yeah, I kind of wonder. It's like okay. Uh, Watchers of Wide Awake in Babylon, open your minds. I know some of you are like, eh, Bitcoin, eh, listen to this. Mm-hmm. Open your mind, because there's something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, I've been looking at it for years, and I've played the devil's advocate for a good portion of those to see, you know, where the conviction is in this in that community. And it's strong, and I actually do believe, and that's why I'm saying, you're going to probably hear about this, and we're going to have science as they come in, because we have some of them that will be coming up here. They're, they want to be on that. They want to oh, be in yeah. this podcast. And we'll of course go they're into gonna it be. deeper and deeper. This is going to be fun. It's going to be it's really gonna be real fun. fun. <laughs> because here's whether Bitcoin, you think it's so people can make money, it's a scam, it's whatever. Throw away those ideas. Mm-hmm. Understand there's a whole revolution going on here. And the only way you're going to actually see it is you're going to have to give it some attention and you're going to have to suspend whatever judgment you have and allow yourself to learn something different mm-hmm. because that is really, this is the found that's the foundation. The next revolution happens on period. It just is. Even if it doesn't turn into your money, that network, mm-hmm. that is where the, truth will be held as the most important thing mm-hmm. where fairness will be held as the most important thing and the whole world may not get involved in it great but those that understand that they will be the ones that actually carry humanity beyond this fucking mess we're in yeah, yeah i agree i yeah I do too. <laughs> that's awesome i do too let's go uh, so yeah we'll, let's go. we'll keep it going keep it going yeah. sweet ha <clears throat> have we i think we've pretty much exhausted this one i mean you could yeah. go on all night no, there's going to be more content about bitcoin but yeah, yeah, boy yeah. we knocked this one felt real good good this good. Oh, good good, this good. Is, and i i have to say yes and i'm gonna say it publicly <laughs> okay okay because i was the guy that when tom would speak about bitcoin I'm like oh is church open now <laughs> that that the ai gave its only begotten algorithm <laughs> kind of thing like you know it's, yeah and so you know i've done my job i've done my job well of ridiculing this whole thing and through maturity of just going ahead and allowing myself to look uh i understand why people are poo-pooing it and i understand why the institutions are uh hey that's gonna help people we got to get them to not mm-hmm. want that and just poo-poo on it Right. It's like, how do you get people to back fucking Ukraine and send all your fucking money there, everything there? Uh, you poo poo on Russia. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And so, in doing that, you know, and really, like I said at the beginning, when I walked into that bank and they asked me what I'm doing with my money, mm. I knew, oh, something's changed. Yeah. Something is different. You're not buying Bitcoin with that, are you? It's like, hmm. A similar thing happened. An institution trying to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. You like my bank fees, don't you? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And you know that this is actually workable inside of the economy we're already in. That you can actually implement Bitcoin into this society without having those banks playing with you. Mm-hmm. That's a threat. Peter, mm-hmm. Peter Ansel from Cafe Bitcoin that we met and talked with and stuff. Mm-hmm. He had a similar thing happen to him, and he went on for like three episodes of their show about 
they, this isn't your damn money. And they just proved it to me. This isn't your damn money. You give them your money and they think it's now our money. And we might give it back to you when we feel it's okay to. Right. Like that is actually the game. Mm-hmm. It ain't your money no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And if you want your money, so, so it's like you want a 50 grand. You want to take your $50,000 out of the bank and you want to go somewhere They don't else. like that. You got 10 days before you get it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You don't get it instantaneously. They don't have it. All right. And they're like, hey, can I get 50 grand? Uh, I'm sorry, we don't have that much cash in the bank. It's like, you got to cover all deposits. There's- what do you mean you got no money? Well, it's in the computer. All right, well, let's get some cash in here. That'll take 10 days for us to order the cash. Mm-hmm. You got to, what do you mean you order, order cash? the cash? What the fuck, fuck are you talking about here? <laughs> Hey, what what are we doing here, really? We we almost wrapped. I up. mean, they have to cut down the tree. They have to make the the ink for the paper. Anyway, you know. good night, folks. Oh, also, um, <laughs> the last thing we're going to say is this guy behind the camera here. Yeah, yeah, Isaac. Yeah, Hi, Isaac. I got to hear your name at the Bitcoin conference. Oh, hi. it's time for you to jump in a little more because of I'm not going to say what you're doing because it's not my business to say. It's tough. Uh, the project you're involved in, the guy that you're doing that with, who I you know was there. Um, that's your guys's thing to launch, but you are really in a position here to be uh, one of the more potent people in that space because of the talents you have hmm. and i'm not gonna say what they are but the talents you have really fit in there and when i was walking around there i'm like you know isaac should be here he should so be here right now and you should have been there too hmm. so um you can volunteer so you don't have to pay the excruciating prices things you can volunteer for these conferences and get in a lot cheaper and the fact that you're and already I know the in the door for that too so she's you're really yeah, i'm sure my nice. boss can yeah. get me in yeah yeah <laughs> don't marginalize your position in all of this because uh you're 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 working a project with some heavy hitters that that's valuable so fuck the instant gratification <laughs> Fuck the, well, you know, I don't really know what this is about. Find out what it's about. Get more involved. And if you do, um, I'll help you out in making sure that you make these connections even more. Yeah. Because yeah. it's important. What you're doing is important. But anyway. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> this is a hard one to wrap out. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. Episode 36 has come to a close. Thank you for being here. You have been watching <laughs> the Wide Awake in Babylon podcast on the WAIB network. W- What's that stand for? Wide Awake in Babylon. W-A-I-B. W-A-I-B. When we get back from, so we're going to do one episode. We'll do it on what maturity is as far as we understand it. And then we're going to do like lead up to the Dieta. So we'll really go into that a little more deeper. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. So that'll be fun. We'll do an episode on that. That'll be fun. And then, uh, yeah, and then we go to the jungle. But when we get back, merch. Merch. <laughs> merch. We're going we're gonna to maximize the profit on this side. No, no, no. I know. That's not we're going to maximize the exposure. And that's actually, some fans have asked for it. Like, actually, hey, can you guys make some t- Yeah, they said I'd make it around. Yeah, so we wrote so, that's fully intent. Yes. I got some ideas. <laughs> yeah, you so. do. And Chris has had, to, he's had t-shirt ideas for 15 years, I think. So. Yeah, I, I still. And already, uh, dude, you've already had a successful t-shirt. I, t-shirt, I, yeah. I had a t-shirt that sold really well. It was yeah. during uh, the election of 2008. I thought and it said, if you prune the bushes, you can break the chainy that binds you. <laughs> and the other one had an elephant come, or no, a donkey coming out of an elephant's ass like cat dog uh-huh. yeah. and it says vote republicrat it's the two for one party 
<laughs> so then we'll end on this sacred moment. Yes. All right. <laughs> Peace out. We'll see you guys. If you're going to watch us on Facebook, we'll be back on the weekend for a few days because we got to create, you know, some podcasts for Spotify. And on Spotify, it, it there's a new episode every Monday. If you want to look at any of the old ones, well, that's all there. Also, I want to say that um, there's I have content out there from 12 years ago. And this was pretty much lectures around the Carlos material mm -hmm. and other things that, you know, I learned from that and presented in my own way because I don't want to just represent other people's work. I want to crystallize that into my own understanding and present my understanding uh, and carry that work further. But I think it's on a channel called Nawal's Landing on YouTube. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is probably about a hundred hours mm -hmm. of me doing speaking engagements from like twenty two thousand nine to mm -hmm. eleven. And you know, if anybody wants to, you know, jump into that, and the reason I invite you to jump into that is because you'll see I have not been talking about anything different right. for well over twenty years, a decade anyway, time stamped. <laughs> yeah. and uh so that's there if you want to look at that there's some good stuff in there i mean i've gone through some of that also like that shit is pertinent it really it it, it really rings true still so for me anyway yeah, really I agree. That much. but anyway have a good night see you later night night comments Peace. if you have them you know where to drop them <laughs> see you later <laughs> Hi, <laughs> <laughs>